and we're up. Craig, we up. Yeah, introduction. we're up. We're ready to rock. Craig's got the introduction this time. Yep. We'll start the show off, and then I'll introduce Shane. We're, we're, we're going. We're, we're on. Yeah, right on. Shane. I'm here. <laughs> Drinking here. and thinking, motherfuckers. That was the intro. Fuck it. Back to a shit show. Yeah. So, uh, Espo, as he's known in the Ryan world, Shane Espo. Esposito. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, uh, Wait a minute. You look white. How did you get that last name? It's Italian. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, we're all different shades of everything, so. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry, Craig. Go ahead. I need to do some. That's it. Well, all right. So how'd, you, how'd, how'd you meet him? When did Dirt Shane bikes. come into the pic- picture? Bikes. Through so, Scott? Through Scott. Through Scott. Look at he even wore a sweatshirt no, that Scott, has his name on it in case Scott. we forget. So. Um, yeah, you're, I mean, Mexico, probably, right? Like going to Mexico, riding with those guys down in Mexico. So we had previous guests with Scott and Stephanie. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Which I've known since I was a kid. So Shane grew up in NorCal. So it's Scott. Um, Sacramento, right? Actually, I grew up in Reno, so when we okay. had snow and I couldn't uh, ride, Tahoe, I'd... dude, awesome. Exactly. Yeah. So when we had bad weather, I'd go stay with Scott and Steph. Sweet. Where down here? No, it, when he still lived up there. Where do they live? Sacramento. Oh, got it. Now, somehow, does that tie into where Scott Spud? and them went to school and Spud and everybody went to school? Spud from up there, like well, Porterville or something. Yeah, yeah. Spud and was Mike, like Mike Cojones. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know who Mike Cojones. Yeah, you is. do. You used to live with them in Oceanside. Mike Cajonas. We used to call him Mike Cajonas all the time. Wait, what's his real name? Uh, come on. You lived with him in Oceanside. I didn't. Down the Carlsbad. street from the gay bar or Carlsbad. Mike Cajonas. I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. That was what we always called him. What was his yeah, real not name? Not his real name, obviously. I, I lived with Wayne Smith and Jason. Okay. Who was another good friend at that same time there that was always there? Dude, you got me on this one. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Chad. Yeah. All right. There so, we anyways, go. that yeah. was an odd yeah. intro. Brain yeah, that was a freaking so, yeah. field. <clears throat> Shane, man, tell us your story. No, hold on. Chewbacca. Hold on, hold on. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, your career, I don't know about career, but you've been on a dirt bike for how many years? He's not. He's in it. Huh? He's out of it. He's out of it. No, he's not. He's still in it. Right. But, I mean, it's not how you make your primary living, but you've been on a dirt bike and you've been racing for how many years? Uh, 30 plus. Yeah. So when, when was the, like, was it your dad that put you on a dirt bike? What was it? So I, I grew up in Mammoth. Okay. And then we had a big earthquake and my dad realized we're not earthquake people. <laughs> and of course we only move hundred miles north to Reno. Oh, okay. So, so you figure too. you're in still have, Reno, Nevada yeah, or California? It's in Nevada. Okay. So you figure in Nevada, earthquakes don't happen there. That was his theory. <laughs> That's funny. So, but we we were actually about an hour north of Reno in the sticks. Okay. And my dad, you know, bought me a dirt bike when I was seven. And yeah. What kind of dirt bike? PW50. Yamaha PW50. I think that's what 90% of the world has started on. Yeah. For sure. I had one. Yeah. Well, I had a Honda. I had a 50 Honda or whatever. PW50. The Z50. Right? Was it? You had the Z50. With the big old thick seat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I always wanted one of those. <laughs> I didn't have the thick seat. Yeah, I remember like <laughs> I had, cool kids had that one. Yeah. They were really tall. I remember like I had to start out like on a milk crate. Yeah. So, so yeah, go ahead. No, you go. So you're racing, right? So your dad well, gets, no, you're riding, riding like just you guys riding. had a couple of ex, uh, like couple. Acres, it, it, was, it was a family thing. So he got me a bike, and then I remember my mom had some suzuki dual sport that's cool my, my dad right? had a honda xl something and we just went trail riding mm-hmm. and then you know 
things progressed and so who, s- who wanted to race you or your dad what that that's a tough one i never wanted i there was never i never wanted to race because he told me we i would never race so when i progressed and got on a 80 you know he's like hey you know here's a brand new motorcycle you're never gonna race but that was because he knew he would dedicate a hundred percent into me mm-hmm. and we were the kind of people we went out to the desert every weekend going to mines yeah and we passed the motorcycle race okay and he's like and it was just him and i i don't know why my mom and sister didn't go and he's like hey let's check it out yeah we talked to people hung out and he's like you want to try it and i'm like yeah i raced two times yeah got my ass kicked yeah yeah i wasn't the guy who showed up at the first race and won a <laughs> and trophy won. yeah because every winter we were in the desert every summer we were on the lake then you know we tried a couple races and it was literally probably three or four years before we got serious now those first couple of races were you like this is stupid or was there a little something that clicked inside of you that said dude this is awesome to be honest, I don't know. Yeah, you it was that you long ago. Like that, that memory. Obviously, there was something there, because where we lived, a lot of people raced and just practicing. I would smoke them, and then we went to a race, and I did beat those kids. Yeah, but but all of a sudden you realize there was a whole nother level out there that like, oh shit, dude. Like I thought it was good, but compared to these other kids. Yeah, and honestly, that didn't happen until I came down here to Southern California. Okay, right. So. Lived in Reno. You were how old when you moved down here? Oh, well, I grew up racing the whole time up there. I didn't oh. move down here till actually I got a job at Kawasaki in my 20s. Oh, shit. Okay. So 2001, 9-11. Whoa. That's the day in- I got hired at Kawasaki, 9-11. Oh, that's a trip. That's a trip. So you got the... You, back, you went back in up, back up to the kid. The Craig, kid you know, we just have an interview. Yeah, we did a big here. jump. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, true. Uh, I, you're telling me a story about your kid because I, I watch I watch Jackson ride, you know, and, and I never raced or mm. was never very good. So I can't coach him. Right. And you tell me a story about teaching, your dad teaching you how to jump and he would stand there and he would tell you, OK, you land right here and you back up like 10 feet. Right. And then 10 feet. Yeah. So mm. like when I when I really progressed in racing. My dad, you know, he rode motorcycles, had a general idea, but he would take me to where the, the local gravel pit yeah. we practice at, and there'd be a jump and a turn, and he would stand at a spot and say, you need to land here and make that turn, and he would just move closer and closer to the turn. And he did that just because he thought that's how he was supposed to teach you? Yeah, he, he, he well, he knew it was going to get me better. If I could land at that point and still make the turn. Yeah. So what, looking at like kids, kids today, back from when you started, like obviously you look at these little like danger boy and these kids have coaches like four, homeschooled at five. Yeah, that's you know? different. I mean, that's just like in baseball or anything else. If you don't start that early in, I don't care what sport it is, you're not going to compete at the high level by the time you get to a competitive age, yeah. right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Right, so, you know? so 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 you're ju- going going from a cra- gravel pit, get, get getting your ass kicked, and then you realize, all right, I'm pretty decent on an eighty. When did you start? When, when did you start winning races? Yeah. Ninety. And how old are you? So, then? Shoot. 
14, 15. So the thing with us is the big races happened down here January, February. So I had snow and I couldn't ride. We would literally drive down, like growing up, you know, being born in Mammoth and we had friends in Mammoth Bishop. We, My dad would literally get off of work and drive down. We'd stay at a friend's house. And then Saturday morning, he would drive me to Owens Valley. Mm-hmm. And I would just pull off a 395 and he's like, okay, practice, you're racing tomorrow. <laughs> you know, and it just... Flat track. Yeah. It, it, what my dad did for me, I... It's... Well, it sounds like awesome. he, yeah. Yeah. it sounds like he definitely saw something in you, though. Like, hey, I need to invest some time in this kid because he's got some talent. Well, but he knew whether I had talent or not. He was that kind of a guy. Like, oh, okay. it's a hundred percent. Whatever he does, is he still around? Yeah, he he still is. And but he, you, you do have those parents though that are like believe in their kids, but also put it out there too much that in their kids, and they're not that good. So. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Especially in other sports. Yeah. Like sure. your football and the baseball and stuff. When they, well, when they put them on this plateau, it's like, hold on a second. Like, Let the kids do set the example before you talk so much positivity about how good their kid is. It's almost like they're like trying to live their old dream of what they could have been and they don't get to that point. So living through their kid. Exactly. Yeah. There's definitely yeah. some of that. <clears throat> yeah. I wonder, you know, would it have been different if your dad pushed you into or, you know, basketball? In, into I mean, basketball. So, right. It, yeah. He. My dad, so th- that's a perfect example. So growing up, before we raced, I played Pop Warner and, you know, Little League and all that. And then I think I was, when I started doing good riding a motorcycle, a bunch of my friends wanted to play football again. You know, I already had done it. And my dad sat me down and said, look, if you're going to play with them, there's no racing. Like, you dedicate yourself to one thing at a time. And I said, okay, I'm not racing. I took a year off. Oh, wow. Just to go. Just, and I just wanted to play football with my buddies. buddies. Yeah. You right. know, even though I had already done it and, you know, it wasn't like a thing that I wanted to do, but my buddies were doing it that year. And I'm like, and he's like, hey, no racing. All right. So a little bit of tough technical difficulties there. But basically, uh, <clears throat> you didn't want to. Um, your dad said, basically, if you want to play football, no racing. So he was pretty supportive of no matter what you wanted to do. Exactly. Are you going to bypass Chad's whole Mike Trout story? No, well, no, no. no, no he's going to get was, into I was, it in I was getting ready for that because <laughs> yeah. we thought we like, recorded like what it. What Shane was saying is that he, his dad told him that he could do other things but put all your effort into that. Yeah. So, and that's where I was going to say, too, is that um, – my dad always did that too. He's like, hey, if you're in basketball, you're in all basketball right now. You're not going to do two things at one time. So if you're going to do something for your whole year, then you're not doing, you're not diving in a little bit to all these other sports because you're not putting all your effort into it. So you got to put all your effort into whatever you're in at that time. Um, and that's what Mike Trout says too for all these kids. That everybody's like, I want to be the next Mike Trout. I want to play, you know, be the biggest baseball star. First of all, you're not going to be the next Mike Trout. There's only one Mike Trout, and you be the next whoever you are, Craig McCoy, you know, Rick Cordick, whatever. But Mike Trout always says too to these kids too is play all these sports. Don't just do one thing because it, when you fail at that is the only thing you ever did and you fail at that, you're done. So yeah. you have other options and you have other avenues. You've got to explore those things. So you're at least involved with that. And you may have another opportunity is what I'm getting at. You know? Yeah. So. No, I think it's a very rare thing for like, I think it's a great stroke of luck 
for a kid to or for a dad to encourage his kid into say football and he becomes a great football star or a dad, you know, is fully invested in his kid riding motorcycles and he becomes very good at riding motorcycles. I think that right. That is just a very lucky combination that just lines up very rarely, you know, well, but typically it, like, like, like a pro athlete is typically good at a, a lot, lot of different things. sports. True. And now I'm going to throw one of our friends under the bus. I was just going to say, oh, well, I was going to say so, somebody else. So I would probably get in trouble, but go ahead. He's like the most untalented human on the planet <laughs> in, in regards to everything else sports wise. Well, he, he can't play golf, right? Oh, no, he can play golf. He, oh, his wife can he play plays golf. He plays it. <laughs> but you yeah. put him on a dirt bike and yeah. the fucker rips. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, it doesn't matter what he played, he wasn't going to make it. He wasn't going to be a pro baseball player. <laughs> yeah, I love you, Spud. <laughs> but ultimately, you know, on a dirt bike, he found something that he was good at. So then at that point, sure, yeah, he went full speed, right? So well and, well, and then when you're saying we're like a dad's forcing, not, okay, I don't want to say forcing, but all they've ever known and what they've done, like let's, let's say Deegan, like all his whole family races, right? I don't know if his kid could do something like go play basketball, go play golf, go do whatever, because they're, they're 100% in, in racing, whether it's cars, dirt bikes, you know, whatever buggies. That's they're all in on that, and the kids have all bought off on that too. Exactly. So, I don't know. I mean, you know, put it this way: look at like Michael Jordan. The guy was so talented, and obviously in multiple sports, Bo Jackson, all those guys. But they really made it in one thing. You know, Deion Sanders a little bit of an exception. Bo Jackson a little bit of an exception too, because well, those people hurt. are so rare. Exactly, hundred percent rare to be able to do that in multiple sports and make it that big. You know. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Spud was thinking about going pro in baseball as well. I'm sure he was. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, speaking of this, of, like, dads and their kids, of the dad's dream of what the dad should have been, and that's why he pushes the kid that yeah. in a direction. So I've had people come up to me, hey, will you teach my kid how to ride, you know, because you don't listen to your dad. Like, when your dad tells you, hey, you need to do this, you, know, you laugh yeah. at your dad. And I mean, I was – I was probably rare, and I did listen to my dad. I mean, not that I was going to get beat because I never did, but I did <laughs> listen to my dad. But most people don't. Most kids don't listen to their father. Yeah. So, and it's a perfect example. When I moved down here, and literally where we're sitting right now, the family lived less than a couple hundred yards from here. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And the dad's like, hey, will you take my son out riding and train him? I'm like, yeah. So the first thing I did is I sat the kid down when we got there, and I'm like, why do you ride a motorcycle? And he goes, because my dad wants me to. Oh, shit. That's so rude. at that point, it was hard for me to, like, want to teach the guy cause, or the kid because it was all the dad's Motivation, him. not him. You know, and, and yeah. the way we met the, the, the family was – through my wife or ex-wife, she was a hairstylist and she cut the wife's hair and they were just talking. And once they found out, you know, it, it's a tough thing of pushing your kid. Like, you know, they have to decide what they yeah. want to do. Yeah. So yeah, did, it, over, ever, did yeah. it go any further than that? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If no. you overforce I mean, something, it's not going to be successful. The, the dad kept pushing the kid to race, but I, I didn't want to be involved in it because of that. The, yeah. the, we, we, we call it the mini dad. I mean, baseball dad, football dad. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's my dad was 100% in whatever I did, but he wasn't forceful on it. 
Okay. Here's he would look at me and say, "Hey, here's what you need to do." You know, even in wanted, football, if you wanted to do it, he supported you. Yeah, when I yeah. when I play football, he's like, "Hey, here's where you shit the bed today." <laughs> You're in this game. Yeah. Baseball, but it was never. He wasn't never, condescending or me. Or like, yeah, yeah, well, there, there was maybe, I, yes, but you know, I, I mean, yeah, we were a different he wasn't generation. Pushing you to play one thing because he wanted you to. It was like, okay, look, if you're going to play this sport, you're all in, and I'll I'll help you get better. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And it wasn't a sport <clears throat> that he wanted me to do. Right. So you played a couple of years of football then, and then at some point you gave up on that or like didn't want to do it anymore. Well, my friends didn't do it anymore. Okay. And I, you know, I, like Were even when I was playing football, was I good? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was awesome. <laughs> I was left tackle. You better say that. <laughs> we won every game but the championship game, though. Left tackle, <laughs> you're just blocking for the quarterback, man. Well, I <laughs> you're not even job, that big. But I, I know. You must have been big then. But I was able to get, I was able to get down Chop and blocking. get under the guy. Chop blocking. Yeah. That's the blind side. <laughs> No. Uh, there you go. There's multiple times. No, yeah, the blind side's on the back side. Yeah. Chop block is taking That's him down low. Come on, you played football, dude. You know the left stuff. tackle is is covering the quarterback's blind oh, side. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. You, you, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Right. I was thinking coming in round from the blind side. I, yeah. yeah. Sorry. But see, I was little, so I was able to get under the guy no matter what and be able to push him up, mm. so he couldn't get in. But they got in on the championship game somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, damn, there went my football career. <laughs> Better ride motorcycles. So yeah. So what else did you play? Just football or play baseball? I played baseball, but that was I think I only I think I played one year. Yeah. Were you as good as Spud? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spud's gonna I have to even, do a remote uh, yeah. <laughs> drinking and thinking from Chicago or wherever he's living. <laughs> to defend himself. He can't, he's not here. To There's like himself. been three podcasts at least he's been destroyed. <laughs> I know. I, I I tell you though he is. Uh, I mean, to watch him swing a baseball bat is, is something. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So how's he good at golf then? Because you know no, those no kind of go together. No one said he was good. Oh, Allison's good at golf. <laughs> he just plays <laughs> it. He plays it, yeah. Yeah. you know, and he enjoys it. Doesn't mean, yeah, I mean, you don't need to be good at it to enjoy it, which he, he seems to, so it's good. So, like, step two, though, I want to figure out, like, when, what, like, when you committed to motorcycles. You said maybe when you moved down to Southern California and you were still mm -hmm. in, in your 20s, but. Well, no. So before that, so honestly, um, so when I was 16, they forced a bunch of us to go professional. They? Like the CMC, the organization here in California, Northern California. Spud, there was like seven of us. Spud, me... Scott, was he in that mix? No, he was already racing pro. Okay. We came back from the he amateur He was already national. crashing. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So you guys were winning too many amateur events Yes. to not be pro. Yes. Okay. So they made an huh. announcement while we were at the biggest amateur race, Loretta Lynn's, that okay. when these guys come back, these seven guys are forced. They're, they're racing pro, which you can't force somebody to race for money and you know, it's a, at the time I was only finishing third or fourth in the amateur stuff. So we kind of, you know, my f dad's like, oh, that's not right. But since they made the announcement, we went pro. Was this four stroke nationals? No, it was before all that. Okay. And, and my question is this between Rick and McGrath's era, right? Um, Rick Johnson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So 
Yeah, McGrath was way before like McGrath. Three right? years McGrath's uh, two, he's your age. So is he? Yeah, he's fifty. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So okay. three years in front of me. Um, okay. you know, because that that was like, is these guys were racing back. You know, they had factory support, you know, Scott, McGrath, and everyone. I had it on a mini bike. Okay. Spud had it from – he was a Cowie guy. I was the Omaha guy, you know. Hmm. Um, the as problem – As amateurs, you had it. Yeah. Oh, wow, we, that's we, cool. Yeah, we got stuff. And then I broke my femur Ooh. down here in Barona Oaks on the reservation. Oof. No, no fun. And no. my dad didn't think I would be ready to go back to the the amateur races on a mini bike. When you say mini bike, what are you talking? Eighty? Eight. Yeah. Okay. You know. Well, back then there wasn't that many bikes, right? Four. Yeah. Four yeah. Eighty. One twenty-five, two fifty, and yeah. five hundred. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So he didn't think I'd be ready to go back because it was like, I think it was like March, April, but of course. For me, I wanted to prove him wrong. Mm. And in a month and a half, I was riding. Do you remember? You had a pin in there, a surgery? Or I still it? have the pin in my leg yeah. today. Dude, do you remember the situation and, like, what happened? When I crashed? Yeah. Yeah. What happened? I remember everything. Oh, dude. What happened? Yeah, tell the story. So it was, it was called, like, the Mini Nationals or something. It was all eight mini bikes, 60s and 80s. And... There was one double. I was the only guy jumping out of a turn. I had to come out in first gear and shift in the second. Well, I caught neutral. Oh, oh shit. shit. And I hit the ground. So I stepped over the handlebars, hit the ground, and I tried standing up. I didn't know I broke it. Mm. And oh. fell over and just my leg was a balloon. Oh. I held it well, and yelled the flagman. Yeah, I'm done. Ambulance. Yeah. So what about pain, though? The pain? Didn't come in. Your adrenaline's no. kind of coincided with that, right? Well, this was this was the biggest thing. So then, because you know you know where Barona is yeah. compared to San Diego. Yeah. If they hauled me out in the ambulance, they had to shut the race down. I told them, "Well, just put me in the ambulance. When the next ambulance shows up, we'll go." Oh. Like I I laid in traction in the ambulance so long I had blisters on my ass and ankle at sixteen. No, this, I was 14 at the time. Oh, fuck, dude. And so. It, you weren't screaming in pain. I, I mean, no. everybody says, like, the femur is, the, like, the most painful bone. Well, in once you're exactly. in traction, you're good. I think your penis is the most painful bone. I, yeah, I agree to that one. <laughs> Depends. I've never <laughs> broke it, but I've heard. <laughs> so the I year mean, before, at the amateur races, I broke an ankle. And the doctor said it wrong. And so when we got to San Diego to the hospital, my mom is like all worried, you know, like make sure I have a legit doctor. And somehow we got the the San Diego. Well, at the time they were the Chargers, not L.A. Dr. Now, Chow? I don't know who the doctor was. Okay. I mean, I'm 12, I'm 12, 14 sure. in there. Yeah. Yeah. But we got the San Diego Charger doctor. Right. And I all I remember is. You know, I remember being in the emergency room in traction and then finally waking up in my bed. They literally rolled in a set of stairs that were three steps up and three steps down. They go, okay, you're going to get out of bed and walk up these stairs with no crutches. And they like, you know, I sat up. I'm like, ah, that's not happening. I'm going to, I'm going to throw up. And they're like, oh, that's normal. 
literally <laughs> the God. next day after thir- surgery, I walked up three steps of stairs and down three steps of stairs in 1990 with a pin in my femur. Damn, dude. That's crazy. Like, and then they released me when I did that. And yeah, no, I, I, your ankle? Huh? how's your ankle? Oh, it's good now. I, <laughs> after I, <laughs> so we had a Yamaha Zuma when we came back from Ponca, I took it out because I was home from school with my broken leg, decided to go riding and I stepped, uh, like <clears throat> slid out in a turn and put my broken leg down. We went back to the doctor and the doctor was like, Hey, his leg's perfectly set. Hmm. So I never told the, you know, my mom huh. and dad till years later that you were an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They probably knew that. <laughs> yeah, they already knew that. Yes. <laughs> they all do. <clears throat> Crazy. What were you say? Well, just speaking of dirt bike injuries, I bought Spud's XR400 from Craig. Uh. Boy, this is like 93, 94, XR something like that. XR400. Yeah. No, well, YZ400. It was the first four-stroke they were racing. YZ400. YZ, yeah. yeah. And, and how'd you fit on that bike? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I, didn't, I don't remember it, it being too big. You could How did you start that bike? <laughs> yeah, yeah it was, it was a process to start. to start it, but I got pretty good at it. Yeah. But anyway, like, I was at Elsinore. I saw you on a 230. I don't know about that. Couldn't catch yeah. Jackson. Oh, I know. But I was <laughs> yeah, at Elsinore. This is when I rode a lot. I was at Elsinore, and um, there was this triple that I was – it wasn't that big. Though. I mean, the, it was only a triple about, I don't know, four feet tall, the the mounds or whatever. And I was doubling and then singling out of it, and I'm like, I can I'm do this. this. Yeah. yeah. And – That's how it always starts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Launched off it and then got cross-rutted, came down sideways on the face of the last jump, and then my knee went – Oh. The way that it's not supposed oh. to bend. Oh. And uh, tore my PCL. But speaking of like the Chargers doctor, like everybody said, surgery, surgery. Check. You t- torn ACL. Oh, yeah. Like you need to get surgery. Okay. And then I had a buddy who was like friends with like the San Diego Chargers orthopedic surgeon guy. And I went in there and he's like moving my knee all around. And, uh, He's like, nah, you don't have torn ACL. You got a torn PCL. You'll be fine. Get out of here, you know? Like, so he, like, saved me from surgery. He's like, you can live with that that, that, that thing. Don't worry about it. And I've been fine ever since. Hmm. Ever since, so. So, growing up, who was your competition? And tell, tell us about some battles you used to have and some that, that, that are memorable and who got punted, you or them. Uh, the punting thing, you know, I was never a dirty guy. Um, There's got to be one time you got p- pissed off. I, well, no, no, no. Well, hold on, hold on. So, you know, like <laughs> I grew up with Casey Johnson, Rusty Holland. You know, they all had pro circuit rides. And Rusty, he was an aggressive, I mean, I'll be honest, dirty. And he'll tell you that. I took him out the hardest. On and purpose? No. When it happened, it was a... In your mind, a clean pass. A clean pass. No, yeah. no, no. It, it wasn't even... It wasn't even, a, it wasn't even a pass. It was like in the first lap, and we're all... Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But he's like, yeah, you 
took me out the hardest of anyone that has ever. And did taken you did you out. even know you took him out? You no. Him out? <clears throat> yeah. No, but talking about like taking people out. So I think it was my first year riding pro, and we were in Gorman for either a Golden State or a GFI. And the first moto, I, you know, like it was Spud was there. I don't know if he won and I finished second or he got second, I got third. But we, you know, I don't remember our positions, but we were both top three. Second moto, we go into a corner and Doug Dubok. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Some stories aren't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I come into a corner. That sounds like a Damon Bradshaw guy, right? No. Kind of taking guys out? Sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt. But. Damon Bradshaw was known for that, but Dubach is a douche. Oh, yeah, okay. he is. All right. Well, fuck so, you, Dubach. Yeah, Dubach. It's, it's my first <laughs> year riding pro. I square up a corner and take the guy out. And then he literally waited for us to lap him and fucked with me for the whole next two laps. <sighs> and then after the race, you know, I go to him like, dude, what the fuck was that all about? He's like, yeah, you fucking rookies, you know, you just turned pro and think you're fucking all this. And, you know, you fucking took me out. I'm like, dude, I fucking finished second or third to first moto. I had a chance at the overall. I didn't fucking know you were over there. I was just fucking squaring up, you know, to go, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're in the top. It three. was my line. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but he had to fuck with me, you know. I, I, I think it ended up, I think, you know, I don't know if, you know, where we finished. I still wound up finished top three overall, but like, it's like guys, you know, how old was he at that point? Do you think he, I mean, he's well, over 30. Yeah. So he was on his way out. He's yeah. pissed off that the new guys yeah, can beat yeah. him now. Exactly. You know, yeah. and, and I understand his, you know, now like thinking I was just some fucking Yahoo kid doing something. Cra- and that's why I told him like, dude, I finished third or, you know whatever it was second or third i still had a chance at the overall you fucking finished ninth yeah you know so with that being said with the way um sponsorships are now on teams and all that stuff is that stuff still happening for sure oh yeah without a doubt right there's yeah. what do you mean what, what, is that like taking happening? people out and well you know hey part, i'm just part of racing too yeah. Yeah. No, I, no i get the part of racing sorry but i'm saying team wise when they're like hey this guy's not the top guy so we have like a guy out there that will take somebody out to help that top guy as a oh. team wise. I, mean, I, I don't think, I don't it, think it, so. It's going to be on purpose. It, yeah. Uh, this well, is like past specific. Maybe like, it's happened before. But I don't think that's like a, a it, I don't think it was either, but I'm saying uh, or now not, I hope not. But it, 20 it, years ago, it was still probably happening. You're not told to do it. Like if McGrath's out there and McGrath's teammate was out there, like probably like, hey, dude, you'll get an extra bonus here. No, you I don't know? think there's so, any so financial I know, Well, incentive. he was just good, but yeah. yeah. Okay, you know, I, I don't know. Just questioning it. Yeah, probably not. I would bet that there's not any financial incentive. But if your teammate's out there and he's winning, and you got a chance to slow somebody up, if it means standing him up on a berm or something like that, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Maybe not but taking like, necessarily the guy out, but yeah, well, of course, maybe. getting in his way a little maybe. bit. You know, you would hope. Mm-hmm. But well, there, there's hey. there's no real tactics of that. Because I've been accused of that in the off-road racing. I'm sure everybody's been accused of it at one point. Right? You know, that like... Well, it happens in NASCAR, too, yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. You know, you, well, you see it. Yeah, you do see it in NASCAR. You do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't like left left turns for a living, but anyhow, I don't so watch so it. So how are you doing in the desert? How are you mm-hmm. So, So here's an example. The very first race that I had my Kawasaki contract to race for him. Need some heat? Oh. The Honda team started first. I was second. 
Destry Abbott was third. Now, where is this? What kind of race is this? It, it's a team, best in the desert race. It was in Pahrump. I think it was like a 250-mile race. Pahrump? Yeah. Oh, I know it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been out there, but I know it's out there. Race course. Chicken ranch. Race. Exactly. Chicken oh, hold on. Pussycat ranch. Oh, ranch. it's going to come. Oh, it in comes into the story. <laughs> He's not married anymore. He can talk about this. Well, nothing happened at the chicken ranch. So, Johnny Campbell started first. I started second. Destry was third. First pit is at mile 50. Everyone expected Destry to be in front of me. You know, whether he passed Johnny or not, he was going to be in front of me. Okay. I literally catch Johnny 10 miles out, pass him. Destry's bike breaks. Uh-oh. Okay. So Ty Davis is the next bike behind Johnny. At the chicken ranch, literally like less than 100 yards from the chicken ranch, you cross <laughs> the highway. So I cross the highway and, you know. You go see to- some people stopping for a pit or what? Well, <laughs> that's the pit. Yeah. yeah. Wish it was a pit. Yeah. So go I ahead, go to sorry. pit one. And then leave pit one, and my bike blows up. Well, finally, Ty Davis comes through. No, no, that no, that's a different. Okay, so <laughs> let, I got yeah too many oh, too many. There was races. a pit stop. <laughs> so I pass Johnny, and I'm gone. We wind up winning a race. Ty Davis accuses me of not because Johnny Campbell, after I passed him, and we passed the chicken ranch. Like five miles past that, he crashes and gets knocked out. Campbell. Well, yeah. And since Destry's bike broke before that, Ty is the next guy on him. Ty accused me of passing him up and leaving him, like, to die. Mm. But, you know, it was a big argument. I'm like, dude, they have guys at the road crossing. Go check the times. You'll see I was already in front of Johnny, you know. There's always accusations of that. My theory in the, you know, it wasn't spoken, but my theory was as if a Cowie guy crashed and another, I showed up, I would send the other guy and I would stay with him. I would throw my race for my teammate. My theory is you left him to the horrors. <laughs> well, he was past the horrors where he crashed. <laughs> so, wait a minute. I want to go back so, to, like, um, chronological. So, you're racing outdoor nationals. Doing pretty well in the pro in the pro situation. Well, so this is this is a big difference between Scott and Spud, and okay, I. Okay. Okay. So How when we made it Craig? to that level, <laughs> I started hitting a lot of races: Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, okay. money races. Okay. To where I was making good money. What's good money? Per okay. race, like if you won the race, what would you get? Paying for your next race. No, like I, literally I could walk away from a weekend with a couple grand. Okay. So, it, you know, back in 98, So that's your month. 96, 97. You're good for the month, say. Yeah, yeah. but you could hit three or four races a week. You know, oh, like okay. You could, oh, wow, you, okay. You, like I had like a loop I would do. Like I would leave my house in Reno and I'd go hit, you know, a race in Wyoming and then go up, you know, spend, you know, you meet people. So you're staying for free. Okay. Sure. You know, you're just paying for your food and whatever partying you're yeah. doing. And you're traveling. Yeah. And I would go to Billings, Montana, spend a week, that, you know, do a race there. And they're like, oh, well, we got this other race in three weeks. 
well, I made enough money. I can. I'm staying at my buddy's house. It, it sounds like sure. a rodeo circuit. It, it, yeah. it, it, yeah. It's identical circus, to that. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, it was like a rodeo circuit. Mm, interesting. And you would make anywhere from two to five grand a weekend. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, so you were living large at that moment. I mean, exactly. maybe not living large, but you were having fun. You're yeah, having, having fun, fun and yeah. getting paid. Having fun. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's and that's what's sad. Like like we talk about like how it is now. You can't do that. You mm. either got to be committed to go all the way to Supercross and Outdoor Nationals. There's no cruising around and hitting a fairground race and mm. winning two grand and. I mean, so the difference between you and Spud and Scott was they were doing like the outdoor nationals, maybe struggling a little bit. You were doing the the other circuit. Were you making more money than them? No, I mean, okay. honestly, probably after you evened it out, it was same, same amount of money. But yeah, I didn't have to drive to New York and oh yeah, you know, there you go. Do all that. You were staying close to home ish. Exactly. That's cool. All right. So when did it go from that step? When did you decide, fuck this like jumping thing? I'm just going to go well, yeah. race so flat you were, out. You were in the racing desert. these circuits. What kind of tracks were they? I mean, you're Glen Helen. Outdoor track. Yeah. Outdoor, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you would do arena crosses like in a fairground. So oh. the biggest thing, 97, I just sold everything. Okay. Just well, I was over it. That's right when freestyle, for for the most part, got big. Exactly. Yeah. So like like you know Metzger and Deegan. Yep, I mean, exactly. we were like literally. That's I got when big. I was with Metzger all the time. Ninety seven. Okay. So I. That's what okay. that number just hit my head. No, and, yeah. and that's why like you yeah. talk to those guys, you know, and, like we have pictures. Like if I could show pictures of what fucking Deegan looked like yeah. in ninety seven, mm-hmm. ninety eight. Well, me and Craig, the know, militia we hung out with wouldn't them all be time. around. <laughs> yeah, me and Craig know we we hung out that many years. Yeah. Um, but. You know, is it, so 97, I literally sold all my motorcycles. Like, my, and my dad moved to the Bay Area. My parents were divorced. I was living at his house. He moved to the Bay Area to start businesses. I sold all my motorcycles. I said, Dad, I'm buying a Corvette. Why I was buying a Corvette, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but I sold all my motorcycles. And then he calls me like two days later. Okay, drive to South Tahoe. I already bought us one. Wow. Corvette. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Oh wait, wait! It was bought us one now. Yeah, we're we're gonna Not, be part. You were buying one, but he bought yeah. us one. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a buddy drive me up there. I pick up this Corvette and we bring it back to the house in Reno. And he's living over in you know the Bay Area, and he'd come home on the weekends. Next thing, he's like dumping like an aluminum block engine in it and sure all this money. And I'm like, Dad, I'm out. <laughs> we're no longer partners. Yeah, yeah. I want to buy a motorcycle. <laughs> and I went. I, I got a job at the power company as a welder. Okay. And, and what you, this is 97. And you're 97. done. You, in your mind, you're done racing. I'm done racing. And why? You're just over it, like travel and well, the. Yeah, just, well, and then you, you want to stay in one place. I, I don't want to go do the nationals. I don't want to, like, I knew what it would take to really get a factory ride. Okay. Well, and what he said, the times are changing too. That's when the, the freestyle started getting going big too. Well, so hold on. Factories let, were, let, 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 let me tell you this yeah. side. So after I moved down here and started in construction, one of the carpenters, very bright kid, literally lives two blocks from here. He's all, you know what? I'm going to call you 70%. Jay, what the fuck's that? About 50 cent? 
No, he's 70 percent. 70 percent. So I'm going to call you 70 percent. He's all, you know, I listen to the stories of you and Scott and I watch what you do in equipment. He's all, you only give 70 percent. Hmm. And I, I sat there and thought about it. You know what? The, the guy's right. Growing up racing, I only gave 70 percent. Well, okay, so 70% in your mind, was it like, I need to only like, like, like racing is like hanging it out there. You're on the knife's edge of freaking crashing really bad and finishing on the podium. Dying so are you like at 70% because you're trying to not break another femur? No, I just like it's 70%. I wasn't doing what Spud and Scott were doing. Okay. That would have been a hundred percent dedication. Okay. I was doing this at 70% and you're, com- just fine. You, you're comfortable. I was comfortable. Okay. <clears throat> you know, and like when he, when Jade told me that one, it was like a wake up. Mm. But you know what? The guy's right. And I told him, I'm like, yeah, you're right. So was that a life changing moment for you in a, in, in a way? Or like what? No, is, like what, I'm still what, a seventy percenter. <laughs> well, what was what was the outcome? Like, what's well, the moral no, of the story? It made me look back. So when I sold everything, and I got a job at the power company as a welder. Yeah. Like I could be retired right now mm, if you stuck with that. If I would have stuck with that. Yeah. But here's how sad it is. So a buddy of mine, they had like an accessory shop in Reno, and he was from Vegas, and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to go visit my family." And this is. I haven't ridden a motorcycle in eight months. So I go down with him and he's like, Hey, take his business partner's bike. I'm going to go visit my family. There's this local desert race. Let's go do it. So I go and do it. And two factory KTM guys beat me. And we come home and a guy calls me. He's like, Hey, I'm trying to do a race team. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, (laughs) this ain't happening. And the guy wound up sponsoring me for a year. And at the end of the year, he couldn't help me out. And he's like, I already talked to Kawasaki and I had a full Kawasaki contract with money. And that's how I became a desert racer. So Wait I quit up. my job at the power company and became a desert racer. <laughs> and that was, um, that was the end of 90. What the hell is that? That's a lot of black condoms. <laughs> it's poop Why bags. do you have all these black, black condoms in your Dude, pocket, if you think dude. these are condoms, like. Yeah, for a horse. <laughs> yeah, <Okay. no. laughs> No, dog shit bags. Uh, That's what I figured. Why do you have dog yeah. shit bags in your pocket? Because I walked the dog in this jacket. All right, D- don't don't go off track. Hold on a second. At least he <laughs> picks it up. Yeah, it's a I shit do. show, dude. We have to talk about these odd things that happen. Yeah, literally shit show. So, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. anyway, hold on. Cowie contract. Yeah. And they like, what was your first race? Was it Heron Hound stuff or was it straight to Baja? It was it was terrible town in Pahrump. Okay. So score, score stuff? Best in the desert. Okay. So they, they pulled out, a, you know, there was no score stuff with Kawasaki because of what happened with Hamill. Okay. So went to Kawasaki, rode best You're in the right. desert. See, it's happening. And Heron Hounds and works. Um, Had fun? Thought yeah. this is the shit? Or was this like a, just a way to pay the bills at the moment? Yeah, pay the bills. I didn't have to weld. Right, but you, I mean, you weren't, like, buying into the whole, like, oh, I mean, not ego, I guess, but, like, fuck, this is an awesome way to make money. Or, eh, I guess it's a job. 
Like I can go out there and win and I'm just going to give 70%. So, um, like, and I'll get a check and yeah, it's, it's fine way to make a living, I guess. Or were you like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. I was fuck. Yeah, this is awesome. But at the time, did I realize I was only given 70%? No, no. Till, till literally after I quit racing and it was explained to me, then I realized I only gave 70%. So is that a regret of yours? Sometimes? No. Okay. That, that's one thing I have to say I'm happy with. Okay. Because. Well, shit, you should be in the Hall of Fame. And the reason why I'm saying that is because baseball, you only have to give 30% and you're in the Hall of Fame. Well, no, you have to perform at 30%. That's different. Uh, that's true. You're right. You have to perform at 30%. You're right. Yeah. Failure 70% of the time, you're in the Hall of Fame. Right. Right. That's different. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. Off track a little bit. No, it's, it's I, not. I'm going to come out and just kind of give out. I haven't heard from you, Craig, for a while. Yeah, I know. Well, he's been talking. It's because, you know, I'm yeah, just looking. And I'm going to fast forward and then go, go backwards, you know. But, like, you have to understand the, the type of racing. is different, right? Yeah, especially in the desert. And, and, like, there's a talent level of his 70% versus <laughs> right. somebody Me? else 100%. Yeah. Right? Like, I can go out and give 110%, and he's yeah, going to be beaten by a day cool. and a half. Yeah, right. In a, right. In a in an hour race that makes right. sense yeah you know so if you watch him ride you'd get where he's coming from because you're 70 percent you're not hanging out there to go kill yourself you don't have to you know so there's just it's that smart yeah so i mean I, I think that's what you're saying like if you were given 100 percent, no but i think in his, in his yeah, mind you'd be he, dead if you gave 100 percent. i think in his mind though he's like ah, if i give it 100 percent, what would i be are you in his mind let him talk you're you're right i i there there is that <laughs> But there's no like you. We talk regrets. Mm-hmm. Like I was offered yeah. a big contract. Regrets are from not Honda. Okay. And I didn't take it. To be on one X. Yeah. And like, you didn't take it. Why? Because you felt like you had to perform. You had to step no, up. No, no, no. So that whole story is is my first year with Kawasaki. My contract expired in October for some crazy reason, and they still don't even know why they did that. So the only guy that has ever gone from a factory desert ride to a factory motocross ride is a guy named Rich Thorwalson. And never he, heard of him. Most people haven't. So he, he said from a factory desert to a factory what? Motocross ride. He went the, he went the, he went the opposite. Got it. Oh, yeah. so most guys go motocross desert. Yeah. <laughs> he owned the Honda dealership in Reno. So and I was Kawasaki. Yeah, I, I still lived up there. He tried it; it didn't work. What? To go from that opposite aspect of everybody. No, does. no, it, it he. It worked for him, it but it's never for worked for anybody else. Yeah, basically. it's never. Yeah. No one's ever done what yeah. he did. Okay. So I went down to Rich. I'm like, hey, here's what's going on. Do you know Bruce Ogilvie, who ran the Honda Off Road Program? He's yeah, I know Bruce. I'm like, can you call him? Tell him I want to talk to him. So he called him, and next day he's like, yeah, Bruce wants to meet with you. I drove down here. And met him in San Clemente and had, as uh, soon as we sat down at dinner, I said, I want a multi-year deal. They signed me to a th- th- three-year deal. Hmm. The money was quadruple Wow, what Kawasaki could pay me. Hmm. Could pay you. Like, it wasn't even an option if they wanted to. Well, Or they yeah. just weren't willing For, to go there. Maybe both. Both in the amount of money, like the amount of racing 
Cowie could have pinned it, but it was it's different races. Okay. Like it would only have been best in the desert in Mexico. Okay. Cowie only did best in the desert in Heron Hounds and works. Okay. So I had to do three series with Cowie. My contract expired October 31st. They're leaving October 31st to start pre-running for the thousand. So the agreement is, is I don't have to sign a contract. I go pre-run. They'll pay me to pre-run if I want to race, sign a contract. If I don't want to race, I can still fly in a helicopter oh, wow. and decide if I want to race for them. Hmm. I'm literally at my house in Reno, and Johnny calls me. He's like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, Campbell? Yeah. I'm walking out the door right now to meet you tomorrow. He's like, okay, great. You have to race. <laughs> well, well, that's not the deal because the guy that was going to race with him broke his leg. Mm. So he hangs up. Ogilvy, the guy that's in charge of everything, calls me, and I'm like, hey, here's the deal. You know, I'm coming, but that wasn't our deal. We'll discuss it when I get there. So I'm driving down. You know, this is like, I mean, we had cell phones, but I didn't have one at the time. And I'm coming through Mammoth, and I stop at a buddy's house, and I call Reed, who's in charge of my Cowie program, and I'm like, hey, Reed, here's what's going on. I don't want to do it. And he's with his family out in Ocotillo camping. He's like, hey, here's where we're at. I'll have a, you know, door will be unlocked whenever you get here. Just come in and go to bed. And we got up in the morning, discussed things, and he called Honda and told him I'm out. Hmm. So you talk about regrets. I don't regret not take. But you kind of wonder what would have happened. No, I don't wonder what. I know what would have happened. I wouldn't be here with you guys right now. What? Why? What do you mean? I would have made a lot of money and I'd be living in Mexico. <laughs> that like, hey, that's truth at least. Yeah, not, did, not being an asshole, still living here is not getting to Mexico sooner and meeting the people that I've met. Mm -hmm. mm. But I know with that Honda deal, because if I would have talked, took the Honda deal, I would have never met my wife, uh, had right. my kids. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah, yeah and so it I changes everything. At yeah. that time. That's how I would, I mean, that's just me. Like, I'm I'm honestly like a nomad guy. I don't need anything. I, I'm, yeah. Yeah, that's the cool. same way. You know, yeah, I, so yeah. I would have won money and I would have bought places down there and I would still be there. So the regret was not meeting the people that I've met, but I don't regret the money I would have made because it would have yeah. been double you regret not like getting out of the USA right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically, which yeah. we're all yeah. now thinking yeah. the same thing like fuck or it was California, but now it's the whole US now. Like, yeah. Get the hell out of here. Well, we all come I to mean, those forks in the road yeah. of like, ah, eh, should I do it? Should I not do it? You know, like, ah, eh, here's the pluses, minuses. Ah, uh, this is what I'm going to do. And that's what we do. And then 10 years goes down the road yeah. and somebody, you know, that, that that yeah. opportunity that you had, maybe you know somebody that took that opportunity. You're like, fuck, look at where that guy is, man. I wonder what would happen. Well, uh, that's what I say about Craig all the time. Like, damn it. Like, I should have thought about that, thought about that, thought about that, thought about that. And the motherfucker's ahead of me. So, <laughs> well, so here's something I have a question on. So, like, as talented as you are, right? <clears throat> Had you put your name on writer of record, you'd be like one of the most winningest writers in Mexico. But you're, all, you're like the, the laborer in, in sense, right? Like, you help He's teams humble. win. You're humble. 
but your your never your name isn't out there like Campbell. Exactly. And but that doesn't bother me because I know and you know, like you most know, guys most guys know that, but in the people industry. that are in the industry know what I've done mm -hmm. and I smell like it. But I don't need that accolade. I mean, literally, you can go like I have a storage unit full of shit. You know, like checks of you know that you got at the race and oh, the big like fat yeah. checks, whatever you can't cash. But yeah. I'm like Adam Sandler. Yeah, well, uh, every golfer, was, yeah. every golfer used to get that, so that's kind of the joke. But yeah, oh no, the old Supercross used to do the same thing. But exactly, you know, it's like. That's me. Yeah. I, I don't know how to describe that one, and everyone knows that. I, I, you know, everyone in the industry, of course, like people that look up the results that don't aren't involved all the time, wouldn't know that. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna look him up and see if S S Expo. What do they call Expo? Expo. Expo. E -S -S the, the, the nickname is on Wikipedia. See what happens. But the way they do the races in Mexico too, like rider record, it's. Yeah, so if I hire Shane, yeah, it, you get the record. I get oh. well, but, 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 but that's kind of no. But there's eh. there, it, there is like when you get the what, what's the like a timesheet almost? No, or? no, 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 no. Like when when you sign up or like you get a what's like reward? Get, what no, application? I, I'm trying to. I know. Fuck. <laughs> you like, can say it out loud. Like the souvenir fuck, book. Fuck. Like when you go to something and they give out a book, the accolade, like, oh, the, the, the program, program, the program book. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. now like it's going to show your records book, everywhere. It's going to show I've won. It's going to say Shane Esco everywhere. Overall. Yeah, like I've won this many overalls at the five. Like the book is for the five hundred. So it'll be like you're the Jeremy McGrath of that program. Yeah, but <laughs> in a way, right? Somebody else got the the money. win. The, money. the win. Oh. Yeah. So but, if, if I hire you. To do the thousand, and you Ryan, you ride nine hundred ninety-nine miles of it, and I finish. It, is it my name who takes like first place? But that's then, fucking and, and bullshit. And then the next year, though, for that race, your name will show up as one win, and if I have eight wins, mine will show up as nine wins. So my name, oh, at least I do credit get the credit. Okay. But if okay. they announce anything, like uh, say it was shown on TV, yeah. it's your name that gets uh, shown. Right, that's right, right, that's right, fucked right. up. Yeah, that's it should what be a team thing. Explain that to me. It's a team thing. Well, say so, like one of the fun stories is I I tell it about you all the time. Probably I'm to you is the year that you won first and second overall. Yeah. Oh, first and impressive. second. No, we talked about this when we were drunk the other night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like you look at guys that ride a couple hundred miles. And they'll get their name, you know, writer of record or like a, like a Jim O'Neill who ride the, the street and get writer of record win. And he rode like, what, 900 miles that year? Of the thousand? It, was, it was 900 miles. I rode over 600 miles. Well, explain the situation for people who are listening. Yeah. Like, what, what's, what, like what exactly happened? So for that year, the 1X team, which would be the open class, the, the champion from the previous year. Yeah. He broke both femurs. I was riding on an over 30 team, so he contacted me. Hey, can you ride for us? I said, okay, if I ride for you, I'll do this mileage. But after that, if something happens, I can't get on your bike. Like, because I'm committed to my 30 bike that I've been riding all year with. So I rode from, they had the rider of record start. He brought it to me at mile 30. I rode to like mile 200 for their bike. 
got off his bike, changed my gear, <laughs> waited for the 30 bike, rode to mile four something, gave it to the next guy. Wait, back up. So now how, how close are you from to one X now? Cause I, that, that was what, this is what was impressive. Like you look at the times and he was well, in second place overall behind. He caught the bike well, that he was started on. When I got the bike, we were way down. Cause we had to, when I got the bike, we had to do some maintenance on it. And we were, I think like eighth physically. Is this on, sorry, this is confusing, but is this on the, your, the 30 bike that you had to do maintenance on? Yes. So okay. when I, when the bike came to me, we had to do some maintenance. When I got on it. At mile 200, you rode to. We were eight, we were eighth overall. When I got to mile 450-ish, yeah. you know, we were third overall leading our class and on time in second place on because there was only two open teams Adjusted in front time. of us because they started behind the one x right, right so right, one right, x right. is still in front of us yeah but i forget what it was colton udall i forget what number they were but we were beating them on time but they were physically in front of us right yeah so then the other guy got on and he rode part of his loop, but then I had to give him a break and then get back on. You know, and then he got on the bike again, and then I got on the bike. And there's things, like, I don't understand, like, claustrophobic and mm – -hmm, mm -hmm. but – It's never affected you, no, like claustrophobia? but I've, I understand hallucinations now. Yeah, no shit. Okay, because well, yeah. you're so tired. I'm literally so tired. I tell one, the guy that I took the bike from, I'm like, be at this spot in case I'm that tired, you know. So, like 50 miles before him, we come up, I get gas, I miss a turn. Because I only pre-ran it one time. Huh. And this is at night. Yeah. It's like 2 in the morning. Right. And I'm riding. Fuck, how do you... Go ahead. It's yeah, well, that's, yeah. Usually you've run it enough, you know. Yeah. But I only rode it one time in a day. Yeah. <laughs> Hallucination for sure, 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. So, and, and, and the two guys I'm racing with on the 30 team are from Ensenada and Takati. So they're, you know, Mexican. Americans. I'm riding. And Francisco, the guy from Ensenada, his wife's texting him, like, because you, you can see it on tracking, like, Shane's mm. lost. He's like, oh, Shane's never been lost down. Yeah, I mean, we've been riding down there for 10 years on teams. Like, I got to a point to where, like, I'm looking at these. I see two tire tracks in the dirt. And I'm like, I got to turn around and see how fresh these are to my tire tracks. So I turn around because it's moist. And I'm like, oh, shit. These guys came through, like, this morning. Yeah. I ride all the way back to where I got gas. Wow. I'm like, hey, has anybody been through? And they're like, yeah, one bike. I'm like, okay. So I turn around, I'm riding slow, and I realize where I missed the turn. He came through a gate, and you had to turn at the gate. So I get going, and I, the guy who passed me was a sportsman because they get to do a shorter course. I pass him, and I'm riding. And, like, you're used to the area. Like, yeah. if you're going down Bundy Canyon, you know where, like, the mountain should be at night. Yeah. I'm looking over, and I'm like, holy shit. There's that mountain. Like, it's lit up. Like, I can see it like it's daytime. 
So now I'm like, fuck, somebody's catching me. And I'm looking behind me for you think a it's headlight. Like, yeah, you think it's a trophy truck or yeah, something. Cause yeah, because I know where I'm at, and I know that mountain should be there. When I got off the bike, they had to carry me. Two yeah. people had to carry me off the bike. Yeah. Like, that's the worst situation I've ever been in in racing. I mean, it wasn't a negative, but I didn't know if. 50 people passed me or the one guy passed me and yeah. Have, have you ever Iron Man it? No thousand. No. Yeah, Cause that was like, how, the, um, there's no way. dude. So the guy, the, yeah, yeah. the guy on the 30 Mike. team that I race with Francisco, he's won it. Oh my god! You know, he won every race that how, year. How do you have endurance to just in joints? Like, well, he rode in, 600 doesn't matter. No, I'm, I, I, yeah. I understand the endurance like your body, but joints, like your wrists are oh, just yeah. doing oh, this. Yeah. Like, you know, how the fuck? Com- combat arm pump and yeah. stuff. Yeah, like that movie, Deaths of Glory, like uh, Mouse. Mouse McCoy, you know, you see like oh, he, is he he's like filmed no. doing it. <laughs> and uh, he was all like tripped out. too. Yeah, he's like tells the same story to the same person like four times. Like he is in La La Land by the end of it. You know, but he hit the uh, mushrooms on the track. So, so you can like obviously relate to that, like yeah. riding at that level for, that for like, you know, 18 hours, 20 hours, man, like no sleep. Like riding a dirt bike is not easy. No, it's a it's physical speed. hard on your body. Without a yeah. Doubt. I mean, there's very it, little time to relax. The, the body side, it's not as bad as you think. It's the mental. Mm. OK. Honestly. Yeah. Off-road is 90% mental. Yeah. Well, Craig, Craig's always said, like, he hates riding his track. He loves riding trails. So, right, if you're just trail riding and you know that, it's more rhythm and it's not so physical on your body probably as hitting some these ways, big but, bumps. But you also have to stuff. remember, too, like, the way I trail ride and the way he races, that's what I'm saying, like, his 70% is your, on my best day. I'm your 30%. I'm, I'm at his – I'm 30% to his 70%, like, on my best day, you know? And so it's just that level of, like, when when I'm physically just beat to shit because I'm taxed, he's like, dude, we just got started. Because you're putting too much water on the track. That's what you're doing. Well, yeah, the the talent, the more talented you are, the easier it is to ride. Yeah. The less effort you're putting into it. Well, it comes so, from doing it for so Shane. Years so, too. Right now, how how would you be able to ride? Like, let's say Craig's track. We were just at. He just did. Oh, you went three there. laps. Where? Oh, he was. Yeah, you were yeah. there. Monday? It was another weekend. Oh, okay. Yeah, like literally. But okay, hold on. But I rode it on his three hundred. Okay. With which is set up for single track. What it's gonna do is totally different than what a motocross bike would do on yeah. that track. If you're on a two fifty or four fifty, whatever, right? Yeah, you got I got maybe f- five laps in me. So I wanna tell get get to the car. Okay. Oh, you're driving mm. a car on it now? No, the no. car. <laughs> Not Doug. Th- th- this story oh. I think is no, probably my car. favorite of all time, right? So he gets offered a ride into car, which is, you know, probably the most prestigious off road race on the planet. In the world. And where's that at? Well, now uh, it's in Dubai. Yeah. But uh, when I did it, it was Peru, Bolivia, Argentina. Definitely not, definitely not Ukraine, so we're okay. So to do this race is expensive and hard to get into, and it's just not something that many people have a chance to do. He gets offered a ride, and uh, this, he leaves on January 2nd, 
Okay. Well, hold on, hold on. And it'll yeah. say who hold sponsors on, that on, too. Yeah. So the guy that was sponsoring me in Mexico, Francisco Arandondo. Uh, cartel. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. No, like I mean, this guy. If you met him, and if you're listening, sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, it, 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 it's his business is called Bremen. He's the Oscar Mayer of South America. Literally, he's a hot okay. dog guy. Okay. okay. He lives in Florida, but the most genuine, down to earth guy you've ever met he's like hey i can't go this year you're gonna go i know this back in september we're at scott's house new year's eve he hasn't even told his, his work yet that he's wait, wait, oh, wait no, no no wait is i'm not 2020 2020 when is no, this is like 19, four months ago oh no 19. this is 2019 eight, oh, so before 19. covid shit yeah oh yeah okay. so I, i'm not even planning on going we won one x in mexico and we had a party and he's telling my girlfriend at the time, like, make sure he's on that fucking plane. Like, I mean, he's a hundred thousand dollars into this deal. Make sure he's on that plane. She's like, Oh yeah, whatever. Okay. Okay. Well, this is like, well, that would have been the sec like first week of December. So we have the party at Scott's house. And everyone's like, hey, Spud's out here, you know, like, you go, I'm like, nope. They're like, why? I don't know, well, we're too busy at work. I didn't ask Tony for the time off. They're like, fuck, we're calling Tony right now. Because he's supposed to be at the New Year's Eve party. I'm like, no, no, I'll go see him tomorrow. Back up. People train for this for years. Like, they train. Yeah, yeah no. That's what I was just about to ask the same thing. Sorry, that you're, you're ready to do this? No. Oh, so, watch. Okay. So, so the car is about, what, 1,400 miles-ish? Oh, fuck, it's. No. What is it? Dude, we rode a thousand miles in one day. Yeah, no, it's like three, four thousand miles, yeah, I believe. Yeah. I don't need, Fuck. Now now it now like fourteen days. Drive a now car it's only that. a week long. Yeah. But yeah. Probably it, like fourteen days. Well, you do the most. Yeah, it was like I think when yeah. I did it it was seventeen days of racing. Yeah. So yeah. we're we're at Scott's and everyone's like, Oh, we're calling I'm like, No, I'll go see him tomorrow. So we wake up in the morning all hungover. This is January first, by the way. Leaving on January second. Yeah. So <laughs> I drive to Tony's. He lives up by March Air Force. I get there and we're, we're just talking. And of course, Scott called him before I came up there, told him why I was coming. Hey, bro. Yeah. Hey, bro. <laughs> so he's like, when do you leave? <laughs> oh, well, I'm supposed to be on a plane now tomorrow. <laughs> so when do you come back? I like the 22nd. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, go. I'm like, well, here's what I thought. He's like, no. He's honestly, I'd be paying you for three weeks doing nothing. Wow. He's all go. So I come back. I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to Dakar. Now it's like two in the afternoon. Now I got to drive home and tell the girlfriend. Yeah. I'm leaving. And he picked me up in the morning. And we went to oh, fucking wow. LAX. I went to But Dakar. the girlfriend Holy already shit. knew. She knew I would go. Okay. Yeah. We all knew he'd go. He, used to, he didn't know he would go. Yeah, I, I, and that that's well, that's the seventy percent in me. That's that? like about five percent. But that was the five percent in you. Well, no, the fact, but, but, like, but like, you know what I mean. Like, but you had so, responsibilities. But, you were like, I can't give up on the company or whatever that pays yeah, my bills. It, yeah, but it's but the car. They, they still believe in you too at your age. That wow. there's nobody that's like twenty right now doing this. So, so before and or, and or good. So. Well, before I went to, so I, and now, now we're talking roll charts and navigation. Mm -hmm. 
Franny sent me to a race that he couldn't make in Morocco. And I think in the end, I finished eighth at that race. And every, like Honda and KTM talked to me. And they're like, hey, well, you know, what do you want to do? And I'm like, dude, you guys are fucking playing Russian roulette. I mean, that's really what rally guys are doing. Like, I talked to Toby about it in Mexico, and it's, if I signed a deal with them at my age, at my age like, if, if I was 25, then it would be a different story because I could have 10 years, but it. 46 you're seeing you're saying like a one-year deal now right yeah so i'm like i'm i'm not gonna take the chances so if you want me to be a chase monkey you know both honda and ktm talked to me at that race i'm like yeah it's not i mean what if what if i wad up and fucking yeah you're done get paralyzed yeah i mean at least over here i'm making a hundred thousand dollars right. a year and not right. you know yeah. how many there years ha- am i gonna be an insurance factor in that part exactly too, so for, that's for you you know well, back up to the racing. All right, so January second, you you fly out of here and uh, unprepared. In my in all of our minds, like, dude, you haven't done fuck all for pre- preparation. And, yeah. Because uh, like, car real quick, they they don't allow like GPS navigation, oh, no. right? No. It, you have a road. You're reading a little map. Right. That's it. it and you haven't read it before. Headings. Like, headings. You haven't read yeah. it before, it's right? Yeah. yeah. And you have like it shows like three sections. Like you, you literally you show. The section you just went through, the section you're on, and the next section you're going through. Right. And they could be – a section can only be a kilometer, or it can be 100 kilometers. So you might be fucking, like, every kilometer scrolling. But in that race, are you worried about obstru- obstructions like you you would get in Mexico? Like, whatever. Like, birds, donkeys, yeah. whatever. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay, same, same difference? And, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. there's all that. So, okay. but real quick, you're going through your map. And there's at 100 miles an hour. Right. No, but oh. there's there's coordinates. Like, how are you? No. Do you have a no GPS thanks. or how are you? It, it, it's. Is it by compass? So, like, so what are you doing here? Like by heading. Yeah, they call a heading. So north is zero or 360. Yes. So if, and then if you're 180, you're heading straight south. Yes. Okay. You have that on there. Like it tells you, okay, follow. You got to follow. 140 degrees for five kilometers but you're in sand dunes so you might have to turn yes and go like this right so after you do all this yeah which is part of the game this yeah. is part of the race is yeah. being able to navigate your way yeah. so i'm not all into all that and i missed a waypoint just in my they call it the prologue where you're really going to start what position you're starting to race in mm. so i missed the first one and it says, oh, like they give you the penalties of each VC or waypoint. Yeah, if you miss a this. checkpoint, you get penalized 10 a, minutes. a minute or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I get to the bottom of the hill and I'm like, okay, I missed this one. It's 10 minutes. Well, they had one on there. It was two hours. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I missed this one. It says 10 minutes. I'm thinking, okay, I got to go up this fucking sand dune. I'm wasting eight minutes and I accept it and keep going. Well, at the finish, they fucked up, and that was the two-hour one I missed. Oh, fuck. Literally, I started the next day for the race next to a dude on a fucking Bombardier four-wheel drive quad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like, when the, when the like light turns green, how am I beating this guy? Yeah. Like, he's just going to fucking gas it in four-wheel drive and smoke me. 
But I started the race in 180th position because of that fucking deal. But if I and they said, oh, yeah, we made a mistake. I had, you know, everyone was protesting. And what was sad is the start and the finish were 100 yards apart. So the first 40 bikes that came in, everyone was able to go over until the next guy's starting. Hey, make sure you make waypoint seven. These guys have missed it. Uh, so there was, you know, mm. it just, it was. Yeah, so it, it was their mistake, but still. Uh, they well, said that's what it is. Tough shit. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So out, out of stage one, he has a two-hour delay and still finished top 20. Yeah. In the end, I finished in the top 20, you know. And now, are these, what bike are you riding? What is it? There's those weird looking like the app- rally bikes. Yeah, it's a 450. Yeah, it's, oh, it's it is. a 450, oh. but it's not the norm. Like if you went down and bought a 450, it's more like if you bought a 690. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's your Africa frame, twin or something like that. Yeah, like it's, it's a, it's it a looks bigger, like a road bike. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But you're doing dunes and stuff you would do in Mexico on a 450. I mean, does anybody ride like a nimble bike like that, or do you need something? There, no, there is a class that you could literally show up on a normal, legit 450 and race that. Do they even make it though? I mean, why do they oh, ride yeah. these big monster bikes? Because they're they're more reliable. Fuel. They're more like economical. They have, like there's there's no way a guy that would ride a normal 450 and win the overall. Okay. And I forget what they call that. There, there's a specific class, like so, you know, I mean. It's not safari, but yeah, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a class for okay. those guys. So the overall is what you're trying to do. You're trying to beat the cars. You're trying to beat everybody on the motorcycle. Yeah. You want the overall. See, and then the year that I went, they had Cyril Dupre, who's won it like eight times. He made the course, and everyone's like, "Dude, you came the worst year ever. Like this is the hardest it's ever been." You know, it was it was a bad year. Okay. So first day, first day you make it to twentieth. You no, started first day, no, first day. I'm like 180th. Yeah. No, but at the end of the first day. Uh, well, it, so here's here's the next thing. So Peru was all sand dunes. I've never crashed that much in my life. <laughs> yeah. Were you like fuck this shit at that point? Dude, oh. I, I was crashing eight yeah. to fucking. Go go day by day because I think the story is times are, are a day. pretty rad. You know, what's your mindset at that point? Fuck this. Like, I want to quit. Oh, or, yeah. No, yeah. I, I text yeah. you. Dude, I'm fucking over it. Like, I'm done. I want to go home. Yeah. So there was one day. So hold on. So all of us back here, all we have is like this tracker, right? They have, yeah. the, they have an I rem- app. I remember being like you were telling me. It's coming back to me. Like, I was like the fun part for us back home was we we're following you on either, you know, they had the, the TV show, but. There wasn't a lot of coverage on that. So we have the, the app and you're just trying to follow like bike specific. And I'm getting, you know, the time difference. I'm trying to text you or text someone like it was hard to communicate. Right. So day one, we know like, holy shit, dude, he had a two hour penalty. He's starting two hours back. Top guy is based off missing like this checkpoint. So we know going in day two, you have a, just a, a massive, massive gap. Right. So you're crashing your shit. I want to like kind of, kind of walk me through like day one, day two, because I think this is like, for me, this was like the funnest part in your misery. Because you weren't there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just the, it was like like, I guess, I think you have to understand what Dakar is, to appreciate like the shit they go through. You yeah. know what I mean? For sure. The biggest thing is, you know, our buddy Ben. Yeah. 
he wanted to go, but it would have cost him 10 grand just to be in the bid black with me. But you do have to have somebody with you, like just a document. Like literally I would come back in the, the, like the team that Franny put me through is if you're a Red Bull rider in your country and they were going to pay for you to race the car, you went through this team. So I'm racing with guys from Dubai, Poland, that are legit sponsored Red Bull guys. How, how many guys on your team? In the beginning, I want to say like eight. Okay. So, and we, some guys are sleeping in tents. Some guys got motorhomes. Luckily, you know, Franny, he paid for me to have a motorhome. Mm. In the end, I was the only one in my motorhome, and other guys started coming into my motorhome because I was finishing the best on the team, and they wanted to know what I was doing. And I'm like, oh, here's what I'm doing. They're like, holy shit. Like, you don't know what this means? I'm like, fuck no. I'm like, one exclamation, I can go wide open through that. Two, I better slow down. Three, it's something dangerous. <laughs> like, and they're like, are you serious? So the funny thing is, like, I had a guy from Dubai. He came, you know. He did the praying and yeah, yeah, yeah. And did, 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 did these guys know who you are? Uh, not, not at the time. Yeah. But now, like, I mean, I still talk to him. But his name was—he's Arab. Yeah. And his name's Muhammad Belushi. No, <laughs> like James but Muhammad. <laughs> he's on The Simpsons, I think. That was yeah. James Belushi. Yeah. No. Right. Is there? Is that isn't that the guy on? I don't watch Simpsons. Isn't that no. a character on Simpsons? No, 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 not at all. No, that's all right. So Muhammad anyway. Belushi is no. here praying twice a day. I know so what you're like, talking about, but no, oh. it, it, like for me, I, I like I'm I'm jumping around so much. So the the first guy. So I'm trying to. Okay, so I had a Polish uh, a Polak. <laughs> An Arab. Right. And and then, then, no, the second guy. This, this is the, the joke story. Yeah. <laughs> so in in my motorhome. So it was a Polish kid, a guy from Poland. The other guy was from Bolivia. And he Ironmaned all year last year in Mexico for score. Um, so you knew him? No? Not Well, I met him in. Mexico or around or something. No, like no. I met, out, in, I met him in the car. But oh. he raced last year. Oh, I see. You know, got it. And then the third guy. Okay, no. So it was the three of us. So the Polish kid, the guy from Bolivia. Well, the Polish kid blew up his bike, so he was out of the motorhome because he was so close to Lima. He just flew home. <laughs> the guy from Bolivia. He wadded up like serious, broke his back, Ugh. blew out his face. So I'm in this motorhome by myself. And it's time, yeah, that's why I'm saying other guys came to my motorhome and started sleeping in my motorhome trying to get information off of me. So the Belushi guy, he's a sand dune guy. He's from Dubai. Okay. So we, like, like I said, I crashed so many times in the sand that it, like, the motorcycle would do shit I've never would expect it to do. There was one day we came, like, you have refuel stops, and they give you, like, 15 minutes while you're fueling to eat. I'm third overall in the race. Even after crashing. Wait, oh. wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. This is this day. Okay. We haven't been in the sand dunes yet. Okay, okay. I'm third overall. 
I'm not shitting you. We go from here 200 yards. I crash. I finished like 28th that day. Okay. Like, and finally, I brought the motorcycle to the team, and I'm like, I've never ridden something so dangerous in my life. <laughs> I'm not racing tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I raced in Morocco with you guys on a production motorcycle. Like, even the stuff that was on my bike that Franny paid for, even the guys are like, how do you have that exhaust? How do you have that suspension? I just showed up. Yeah. And they came knocking on my door at, like, fucking 2 in the morning. I'm like, hey, we got your suspension set. Go ride it. But I looked at them. And You're like, like, no. You got to be fucking kidding me. Where am I going to go ride it? It can't be any worse than what I've been racing for the last three days. Yeah. I'll race it. So how'd that go as far as sponsorship and all that? Like, just. It's. There's there there's no sponsors because it's already in the it's all paid for by yeah everybody. yeah so so the next day went into the sand dunes like like I said I I started third and finished like twenty eight yeah okay the next day no one passed me I didn't pass anyone you're still in twenty eighth no no now like at this point now I'm back like up in the top ten okay for that day but no one passed me no one I didn't pass anyone. So now it was a win-win situation. How many times did you fall? None. Okay, so the suspension adjustment or whatever they did. But wait, that was the last day in the sand. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and then what? You got to change That's, it back. Yeah, then we went back to the desert and I, I did, you know, then things got better. Okay. But the penalties, you know, without the penalty and what I figure what I lost on time, I definitely would have been top 10. Okay. You know, without a doubt, and and everyone knows that, but because of what I told them in Morocco, they know I don't want to risk my life doing that. And yeah, you know. So uh, overall, glad you did it. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of. But like, I, I but you yourself. need somebody there, like like we talk about it. Like you know, I I would send them pictures. Like my arm was as big as my leg, swollen when I crashed. You know, like I you know. I was bruised from my thighs down to my knees, like going over uh, in the same crash. Like I thought I broke both my femurs when it happened. Uh, you know, it's. But <laughs> so I mean, so I I know this is all fun. You're talking about fun stories. I want to talk about the shit. Like when you text me and go, dude, we just rode 800 miles, and I'm riding on the highway, and I'm just sobbing because I just I'm I've never been so miserable in my fucking life. <laughs> I ate some food. I'm shitting my pants. No, it wasn't the no food. Gear. It wasn't. No, let's let's start over there. Yeah. So, we're we're in shit. We were still in Bolivia, and we had a rest day. And I'm like, so, well, this is back to the Muhammad Belushi guy. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. One one second. Just real quick. Explain how it works racing wise. Because if you're gonna do the thousand, you ride until the thousand's done. But I know it's yes. a car. There's like you only ride for certain hours of the day and then you get to sleep or. So what, like, what, what, what it is, is the racing is called the special. OK, like the, the special test. Right. So if here's a perfect example. Right where we're at right now is the bivouac is where everyone's at the whole all car truck. Everyone's in this fenced off area. Yep. That's the bivouac. Well, tomorrow's bivouac 
is in Vegas. Right. Okay. So you have to get there. Yes. So if, if you're just a pit guy, you got to drive from here to Vegas to get be there to work on my bike when I finish. Right. Now, I might, there might, they call it a transfer. We might transfer from here to Palm Springs and then start the race. And the race might yeah. go up through Baker and end at State Line. Prim, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Prim. Yeah. But then from Prim, I got to get on the freeway and ride to Vegas to wherever the bivouac is. So whether, you know, say, say like, you know, if it's 500 miles from here to there, but we might have to go 300 miles over there and then race Back. 600 yeah. miles and then do 200 miles. You know, yeah, yeah. it works That's, out to be a thousand, yeah, 800 yeah. mile day. Right. Mm. Makes sense. So the day he's talking about, we left this town and rode like 30 miles. And we did a hundred mile loop right back to where we started. And this is why like you need somebody there because the team is so busy with everybody. everything else. Yeah. Like I showed back up. Somebody could have gave me a fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But then I had to ride 600 miles. Dude. <laughs> Okay. It's yeah. it's a lot. On the highway. It's a lot. Just going. It's a lot. And and you, you can't do over seventy miles an hour or you get a penalty and you have to pay a fine. Oh. And wow. you got this big speaker going beep, beep, telling beep, you, beep, yeah, beep, over beep, the fucking Like when you're yeah. at sixty eight. And then when you hit seventy you're like, that, so, you, that, that, so you have to that, listen to the beep 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 that, beep beep that for six hundred miles. It that does. has to suck ass. It does. So then you get to, you, but they give you enough time that you make it in plenty of time. You got 20 minutes to rest. That's just, like, we're at a gas station, but we're at an AM PM and I'm eating a fucking hamburger from AM PM. An actual gross. AM but, but, that uh, wasn't AM PM. Okay. But, 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 I'm still like, station. I'm still just like, don't understand like the fact you're racing. So let me go as fast as I fucking want to go. No, no, well, this is, is, a, is transfer. a transfer. I, I, I know, but I just, I don't on, get it all. Like, like, the just let me go. Well, no. Let me go. We, like, when we're on toll roads, they shut it down. The public can't even use the toll road that we're on. Like, you're doing 70 on a toll road, and nobody's there. I've kind of – so I've kind of questioned this, too. You know how the um, the police, uh, Baker to Vegas, run? They do? Yeah. You've all heard of that, right? So we're, what do they do? Because I've never driven that when they've – They've done it. Do they close the whole road off or do they it's just off road? No, they run. They're running. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's Baker to Vegas. It's, it's been no, done no, for no, like no, 40 no. years or whatever. They, no, they go from Baker up to Pahrump. That's a whole different run. They, they don't they don't do the 15. Oh, they don't do the 15. No, oh, okay. They, they, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, they do the like if you go up from Baker to Dumont and. Okay, so it's it's not on the 15. I always imagine it's just yeah. like running along the 15. I'm like, well, how do you. <laughs> Control the traffic and not get hit, exactly. <laughs> you know, because everybody's an asshole driving to Vegas. So, so hold We're on, over. rewind. That was a ta that was a tangent. So, well, fuck you too. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> that was weird. Um, so back to Dubai. Um, well, wait, no, he's not done the story yet. He's still well, fuck saying. you too on that. Yeah. 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 He has, well, I got <laughs> not Dubai, not Dubai, Peru. He hasn't cried yet. I want to hear the cry story. Oh yeah, yeah. So. We do, we do this 100-mile loop, 
that's that's what the race has decided on that hundred miles. When you're in a transfer section, the only thing that's taking you out of the race is if your bike breaks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we do the hundred mile loop, come back, and after I figured this shit out, I'm like, fuck, nobody had a fucking sandwich for me. <laughs> like yeah. anything? Like, High five? Like yeah. Hug? Like well, no, but like so. Somebody did. So one of the guys on that was paying to race through this team, he's like the guy Fiera of fucking Italy. Okay. TV personality. Yeah. Food Food guy. guy, Like, like when we had a layover one day or a rest day, the shit that guy cooked was like, oh man. And, but every day, like we'd come back, he would finish like four hours behind me and he'd be getting interviewed on TV and I'm like, what the fuck's the, and then they told me what the guy, like, he's literally the guy Fiero of Italy. Okay. So his guys spoke English. And there, his, his like, guy that really helped him out is into some kind of, like, endurance horse racing. And he does a race that goes from, like, Auburn to Tahoe all the time. And he actually knew my dad because he lives in Auburn somehow. Like, it was, like, the craziest thing. Hmm. But that guy did have a fucking sandwich for me. <laughs> okay. But if it wasn't for that guy, like, really, I would have been fucked. Yeah. So I get on the road, and now I got to ride 500 miles to do, like, another 60-mile test for the race. And I was riding along, and literally, like he said, I started crying. I was ready to just pull over to the side of the road, take all my gear off, put my thumb up, and say, take me to the next airport. Take me home. Yeah. I'm over it. Yeah. Like, the mental side of it, you know, like, I mean, off-road, like, what I've learned, that was yeah, way over. Because, yeah, I mean, doing the thousand, which is, like, completely just grueling. Like, your adrenaline is pumping. You're not sleeping for, like, 24 hours. This is like the same thing times ten. It seems like yeah, times fourteen. And that's the that's the day days. that I rode into the AMPM and got a fucking hamburger. <laughs> like when I got to the next town, like where because they have certain places you have to stop and get fuel. Yeah. So I pulled in and I'm looking. You know, yeah, you know your times. I'm like, fuck, I have time here. I walked in and I fucking ate a fucking hamburger. Yeah. So all right. So you broke down. You know, you're fucking, you're ready to just throw the bike down. What day is this out of 14? Oh, this is, this is like the next to the last day. Okay. Like literally. Like, so you're I, almost I mean, there. I, I made it far, but it was like, <laughs> all right, so, I'm done. So wait, so, so, so all right, hold on after real quick. The, his, his, his bowel days. Okay. Oh, hold yeah. on. But hold so, on real quick, real quick. No, this is better. This is better I, I hear question. you, but just give me one second. Like what in that moment kept you going? Like, what made you decide to finish and not, like, hitchhike to the nearest uh, airport? He, he would have to tell me he fucking quit. That's, it's, it's all because of me. That, and, and him and Franny. <laughs> okay. Franny. I mean, if it wasn't, you know, I, I knew what he put into it. And if I wouldn't have got on that plane. Yeah. Well, and you had your boss that gave you the time off. Yeah. And all these people were behind you rooting for you kind but, of thing. But, like, honestly, though, he was, like, the biggest one, like when we were in the group text, like they're yeah. like, I'm like, God, oh, dude, I fuck, I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, no, no. But it, it, what I saw, 
people won't see. Oh, for sure. No, you it's, did. You know, Nobody it, will do. It, it's yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, like even we, in Mexico, that's true. Like most people won't even see that. Exactly, and yeah. it's like you know we talk about like, hey, we need to go to Patagonia, and I'd be the first one to go with you. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Why you not? know, like what I've seen and what <sighs> money. Yeah. But, you know, motorcycle, getting on a dirt bike when you're a kid, man, it's taking you all, all it, over the it, world. But, but I'm saying, like, the, cool. the money thing, though, is, like, if I make a million and I don't enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. You know, that, like, really, that's, like, that's why, that's the biggest thing why I say, like, I don't have regrets. Yeah, I could have made more money and saw more things, but what I've made and what I've seen. You're happy with. It's a good life so far. Yeah. For yeah, sure. there's better. By whose standards, you know? Exactly. Maybe not yours. Not mine. Like, right. I mean, if I had more money, yeah, I would see better things. Maybe. But I'm happy with what I've seen. Yeah. No, that's that's legit. All right, so. Oh, you, now you're tell, tell now the proof story. <laughs> okay, no, we got to go back to the Belushi guy. So okay. now him and I are starting to talk. He's in another motorhome. And I've noticed, like, he's down doing the fucking praying. Allah praying. And I'm, I'm not a religious guy. But this guy put it pers- into, like, perspective for me. Okay. So I'm like, hey, I have questions. I want to ask. He's we like, all have questions. <clears throat> I want you to ask. So we started talking. And I'm like, so... There's there's the car driver Nasatilia Alitad or whatever, they're both say that ten times fast. Yeah, they're both from Dubai and they're good friends, and shit went sideways religion wise, but I'm like, what the fuck is the deal with your religion? Mm. And he's like, okay, here's the deal. Because he, he like he started like I've looked into it, you know, and done research and. He's all Christians used to be an eye for an eye and Muslims are an eye for an eye. He's all, but you have this version of Muslim and you have the extremists, which are the Taliban's. But he goes, you guys are no longer an eye for an eye as a Christian. You're now for forgiveness, right? Why did that change? You used to be an eye for an eye. Okay. Like, eh, well, and I understand, yeah. but like he's on the softer side, like he's not on the Taliban side. Right. I mean, they have their beliefs that they can't eat pork yeah, and it, it, you know, it basically changed because of Jesus. Like yeah, that's exactly. the reason, you know. So, so now we're in wherever we are in Bolivia and we see a Burger King bag because like they gave us hotels. Home of the Whopper. Yeah. Like, instead of staying at Bibouac in our motorhomes, we got hotel rooms. Okay. And we're walking back to the Bibouac for whatever reason. You know, just him and I. I think and I want a Whopper like, now. Oh, there's Burger King somewhere. I'm like, fuck. Because, you know, now I've, I've been talking to them, and, you know, they can't eat pork and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, so we go to the Bibouac. Oh, we ask the guys, where's the Burger King? And they're like, oh, it's over here. We go to the Bibouac. On the way back, I find a pharmacy. I'm like, fuck. I can elite, I can get some electrolyte. And I get like an IV bag of electrolyte. 
I drink the fucking whole thing. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. I don't well, know it, I don't. Well, I don't know if it was like an IV bag, but like, okay, it was like in like an IV bag. Got it. Okay. So I drink the whole thing. So him and I go to Burger King that night. So we're walking up, like literally, through Main Street, and there's people chanting. You know, it's all in Spanish. Yeah, yeah. Trump, like, Trump, Trump. No, Trump. there was no Trump. <laughs> I wish there was because I would have joined. Them. And you hear gunshots, and finally, like the parade's passing. He's like, "What the fuck's going on?" I'm like, "I, don't know, I think they're protesting about somebody, a cop killing somebody." It's my theory. So we get to the Burger King, we order our food, we come out, it's pouring rain. We go into this grocery store and get our, you know, rain suits, and we're walking back. And now we got to cross, like, this divided highway to our hotel. And we're in the median walking, and I look on a side street, and it's fucking riot cops. Huh. Oh, shit. And the parade is coming back the other way. And I just remember, like, Belushi, we got to fucking get out of here. Look. And he looks yeah. over. We start running. So we run. Like, we're like two blocks from the hotel. We run to the hotel. Next day, we get to the bibwac, and we're like, "Yeah, last night we went to the Burger King, and you know this is what happened." They're like, "Oh, you were fucking out?" Like, "Yeah, you know, we went to Burger King, you know, eat dinner." <laughs> like, "Yeah, those people were protesting the race." Mm. Oh, because like Bolivia is like the poorest country of South America. And the really? government was given so much money to the race. And like, we're fucking our race shirts. And yeah. we're like, fuck, so, like, we're walking through the middle of the parade head on into them. Like so, like, a couple minutes later, you might have got caught up into that. And who knows what would happen kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. Like, yeah. that was, like, when we got back and figured it out. So, I drank my electrolyte thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was shitting on the highway. I was just saying, then you had runny shit, yeah. probably. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so wait, as wait, you were wait, running to the hotel, you shit your pants. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm still good. So they, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they call it a marathon stage where you don't go back to your bibwac or your motorhome. You stay, like you have to do one and two days on your tires, bike, everything. Like when you get to the marathon stage night, you can do your own maintenance. But then the next day... You uh, you can't, you know, whatever you can do yourself until you get back. So you have one day with no mechanics. Huh. So we leave in the morning for the bivouac or the marathon stage. I'm literally fucking 20 minutes out shitting on the side of the road. We get to where the, you know, the special start and, and Ricky Brayback, you know, he won two years ago. We're talking. He's like, yeah, we're going to loop around this valley and we're staying over here, you know, because he, he did it the year before. Whatever. So I'm fucking stopping every 20 minutes and shit myself. Well, they when you stay, we had a marathon stage. They give you a backpack. When you get there, you check in, you get this backpack. It's got like these white. <laughs> they're not even sweatpants. They're like they're sweatpants with an underwear like opening in them. Okay. You get a short sleeve shirt, a long sleeve shirt, a vest, and dude, they didn't even give us toothpaste, toothbrush, you know, like. Yeah, so this is, in their yeah. mind, a change of clothes. Yes. Okay. So and you, you better not it, shart. Yeah. So you use it your first night, and now this is the first 
marathon night. Now that now we're on our second one. So I'm like, fuck, dude. I'm, like, I didn't like, because, like, it wasn't even, like, underwear. Like, your your, your pecker usually doesn't fucking hang out. Like, these, <laughs> these pants, like, everyone's Depends on your size. Swinging out. Like, oh you're like, God. fuck. So, Unless you're Craig. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> then your balls are hanging out. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck, I'm, like, in my jacket, I carried a spare pair of underwear. Okay. So I could put the underwear on, and I don't have to worry about my dick, dick hanging out. Gosh, so <laughs> I get to I get to the marathon and that was a good day. I, like I think I finished like ninth that day. So we get to this we're staying at a, at a school and I I wish I could show you on this phone. I don't show your balls. No, no, the pictures <laughs> that were in this school on the chalkboard. So I get there and I get all my shit. I go in, take a shower, I put my fucking pants on. They're literally slit from, like, my ass to my balls. What? <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I got my underwear. I pull them out of my jacket. Well, my goo energy shit oh, broke yeah. open. It's oh, all over the oh, underwear. Oh, wow. And they're like, so the pants are white. My underwear are burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> so I put the pants on. I pull the shorts over them because the goo's inside. I don't, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now we're we're in the lunchroom of the fucking school for our meal. Uh, now I got the <laughs> shit. Burgundy underwear, white pants. So I've already checked into the doctor. Well, so after I see the slit, I go back out to the girl that's given the backpack. So I'm like, hey, you guys have any extra? Why did pants? we not leave with the story, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, Shane. Uh, she's like, well, if somebody doesn't finish, you can take their backpack and use their pants. I'm like, you don't have any spare pants? I'm like, look, like, I'm, I'm showing her my balls. I'm like, here's what's... She's like, yeah, you can come back later. So now I got the shit. So I'm in the doctor in the fucking... Probably the principal's office, for all I know. And he's giving me some kind of drug to take. Then I come back out for our dinner. And I got these white pants with burgundy underwear on. And my fucking yellow t-shirt. And I got Toby Sound Price. Like yeah. Fucking Matthias Walker, Ricky Brabeck, and they're all fucking laughing at me. I Andrew bet. Short. I'm like, you fuckers, dude. Andrew Short was over there? Yeah. Oh, funny. Yeah. I'm hey. like, you guys, let me explain what happened. And now I'm telling her, like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, no. I'm like, you fuckers don't know. You're like, I thought you'd have a pair of underwear pack, too, now after the first day of this shit. You've been here for two years. Yeah. Sounds like the first early years of Metal Militia in Canyon Lake on a boat with SM whatever SMP. wearing on their face you know yeah that's crazy awesome so anyway you eat your meal then what back to shitting <laughs> so then the next day well here's how bad it was the next day got canceled and we had to ride 1100 miles at 70 miles an hour not racing so uh, in, in Dakar shitting every 20 minutes no, in Dakar no on thanks. a team is it a, the team of nine or whatever you said? Does, but you is, ride by yourself. Right. There's yeah, wo there's nine motorcycles. Yeah. There's You're nine not sharing bikes. The, no. It's not like Mexico where you got transfer. Nine guys for one motorcycle. Yeah. This is nine no, guys, nine motorcycles. You're taking, the, you're taking your bike all the way. 1,100 miles. Wow, dude. In one day. I mean, that's like 1,100 miles. That's like at 70 miles an hour. That's like freaking uh, 18 hours. So... There was one day we, like, the bivouac, it rained, so we couldn't race the next day. So we got to the bivouac, like, 4 o'clock. 
they're like, hey, you can leave right now or you can leave tomorrow. We already sent two motorhomes going. We re- we left. We showered, me and another guy, and we rode till like 2 in the morning to the next town where the next bivouac was because we figured, okay, I'd rather do that and sleep all day rather than sleep, you know, six hours a night and ride all day tomorrow. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's – Dude, that's brutal, man, because I, I – I drive from here to Montana quite a bit, and that's exactly 1,100 miles. And that's brutal in a car. Yeah. Where you can you sit down. Right? You stop right in Utah or something, right? Uh, the past few food. times, we've, we've gone straight through. Really? Yeah. So and it, it's like, like it's like 15, 16 hours. Ah, shit. So you know? where, where in Montana but do you go? Is Sandy Bozeman. driving you there? Okay. Because yeah. like from Reno to Billings – was 1,200 miles straight through. And I would do it, like, when I was racing, yeah. I'd go to Billings. And then I'd come do local races in Is Bozeman. Sandy driving on that one, too, a little bit? Yeah, so that's, not, what, that's my point. trailer or something, right? That's yeah. my point. Like, like you're on a we can switch motorcycle off. that whole yeah, time. Dude, just like, listening to beep, <laughs> For 16 hours. Yeah, God, leave. See, like, I'm towing a trailer going to Montana, and I'm, no. I'm the only one driving, so I'm stopping at, like, nine hours. I'm done. Yeah. And I'm going up through, you know. Sacramento, Oregon, Washington, across Idaho and Montana. Yeah, no, dude, I've got a snack bag. I've got drinks. I've, you know, I can recline. I can switch drivers. Like to do it on a motorcycle. Good lord, man. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty gnarly. Yeah, and well, and that's you're not racing, but at the same time, you want to get there as soon as possible because it's freaking annoying. Well, you as can't hell. speed, so you're screwed. Right. Yeah. So, are are you pulling over to pee? Or are you just no, you, yeah, because they give that's what they do. They give you enough. They like if the so when you leave the bivouac and the next the special the start, yeah, whatever the time is, we can do seventy, but they average it. You're doing forty five. Okay, so they give you two or three days. Oh yeah, they well, give you two or three days. They give you two days to get there. Do they give you one day? Like Where? you have to ride for eighteen hours to get there to the next bivouac. If it's a thousand oh, it's all miles, in one day. You have to do it in a oh, day. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. when, well, like, when they okay, say so you give you example, time. The day that that, when we were at the, the marathon day, yeah. the next day got canceled. We rolled in, I think that was an 800-mile day. They let us leave like 5 in the morning. And it was like 5 o'clock the next, Yeah. Five or six the next night we got in. And then you're able to sleep for how – when is the race start? So it, it depends. Like, like I don't remember. So there was one day when we left Peru and went to, the, to Bolivia. No, no, we were still in Peru. But we left – like, we had this big transfer. And there was some big crash the way we were supposed to go. We had to go, like, three hours out of the way. And – I rolled in like eight o'clock at night and now, cause the next day we're going to Bolivia. So we're in customs, you know, like in the bivouac yeah. filling all our shit. My motorhome's not there. My mechanics not there. Then they show up, do all that. They got there at probably nine o'clock. I had to leave. My leave time was like three twenty-five in the morning. Mm. And they're like, hey, when you start riding tomorrow, if you see somebody crash on the side of the road, just keep going. Oh, wow. They already know they crashed. It's altitude. 
Oh. And like, so you'd be riding, like I'd start being like, start yawning. I'd pull over and do jumping jacks. Oh shit. And I realized it was about every 2000 feet. I'd have to pull over and Acclimate. do that. We, got up, we went up to 17,000 feet that yeah, day. What, yeah. what, like, without getting into, like, drugs and stuff, what, what about, like, doing having a pocket full of smelling salts or something that could get you by, you know? I mean, it that would only wasn't available. Smelling though. salt would only I get wish you by for know. really quick. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure the – I mean, the factory guys I mean, know. Like, Austin, Brayback if you could do coke, you'd be good. A, <laughs> yeah, he would sleep in an air chamber before he would go to the uh, Yeah, see. Now, I, I, I'm fucking Joe Schmo. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, trip, that's man. unfortunate. Like yeah. but, literally, when we got there, like, hey, well, what winter gear did you bring? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, uh, I got uh, the sweatshirt. I'm gonna be yeah. cold. Yeah, yeah. like oh. guys were handing me, like, even like the guy I was telling you about, the guy Fierro guy. Yeah, yeah. Like his dudes were handing me snow gloves and jackets. Like <clears throat> I was going to the Alps to ski. Wow, that's how. You brought nothing. Huh? I brought nothing. I brought my gear. Wow, I brought two gear bags. <laughs> Like me, so That's would you do it I'd... again? Like somebody called you tomorrow, hey dude, same situation as last time. No, I think you just go to Craig's track and just yeah. be yeah. cool and mellow. <laughs> <laughs> go home no. with banjo. Wouldn't do it. No, at this point, at least the way you're like, thinking. No, not not at my age. Yeah, but at your age though. But this was like freaking three years ago. Like you're still the same age. But yeah, but, much. but but I'm not. I, I know I can't win it overall. Okay. My, I might get a top 10 because I'm not going to take the chances those guys are going to take. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even the chances I took then, I wouldn't take those chances. Right. Um, but you ride Baja and still take those chances. But that's different. Like, Because you're sharing, right? If, if I went, if I did do car, I would do it in like, like we, you asked about like a class. Like on the bikes we race in Mexico, there's a class for those bikes. I would do it in that. Mm. You just know the motorcycle better. No, just because I, I could. There's a chance of winning that class. Oh, I see. There's no chance of winning. Got it. The open class. Hmm. You have to have a replacement for Scott because he's getting a little too crazy now. Scott. Yeah. Why? Crashing on himself. Oh, that was the <laughs> last one. Yeah. So what about other stories like Baja stories or what is some shit that you like look back on and go, fuck. That was, that close. was still alive. Yeah. yeah. Probably one you were on. Don't you have one of those stories too? No, not. I mean, the, the fun part that I have just, you know, the simple things of my just time down there is pre-running and, and all, like again, so back to his talent level versus mine, like I'll, I'll, pre-run and I'm like just trail ride and I'm like okay well I'm just here to trail, trail ride and he'll see a section where I like he's bomb he's like hey hang, hang out here for a second I, I, I see something and so I stop and I'm looking I'm like I don't see shit and so all of a sudden he comes bombing around the corner and he takes like these rollers at about 90 and makes them into doubles oh, fuck. and I'm like huh Crazy. <laughs> didn't see that one <laughs> really you know? or like he's like yeah you know hang out here I, I see this or hang out I'm like, what the fuck are you looking at? Yeah. Like, I, and he, it, like you said, at 90, like, yeah, like I, I don't even go to 90, you know, like yeah. he's seeing a double at 90. I'm like, huh? I, I'm on I the didn't freeway. See that one. So like, he hasn't been, you know, when he says he's riding 70 percent. Like that 70 percent is like, fucking Legit. fast. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, well, I know you've you've hit some shit in Mexico that's sketch. Like, well, like we said, like animals and stuff get in your way. That's pretty 
pretty sketchy, man. It is. I, I, I've been fortunate on that one. You know, yeah, it, Craig's hit a cow. Yeah, you were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, for me, as much as I've been down there, I know where they're at. So I know the cows. Like, yeah, but you don't know where they're gonna where cross. the ranches are. You don't, but you you know the general area of like, right. Like okay, I'm coming. This is coming into a I'm big farm up, now. Yeah. yeah, dude. Okay, sounds good in theory. I was looking at the cow, and the cow was looking <laughs> was at me. And, and the cow ain't gonna budge. Yeah. Like, the cow's gonna be like, "Fuck." I'm looking at the cow. The cow looking at me, and he's like, "What?" And you're like, like, "I what? just made beef." And he decided to bolt in front of me for no reason. And that happened. Yeah. And you made beef. It's just never happened to you. No, it there's Scott told me it's happened to it's him. It's happened. There's been bit I I I've, I've lucked out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, but there's also areas you, but it, and it's always been in areas I know where there's more population. Yeah, you it. know yeah. there's the chance of a cow yeah. being here. Yeah. And you're 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 on this road and you see the cow over here. And he's like, dude, 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 and all of a sudden he just decides, oh, I'm going to be a bull. <laughs> I'm scared. And I'm going to run in front of you. And I've missed him by a couple feet. Oh, I, I, fuck. Like, I can't imagine that, though. Like, yeah, that's. Any thought as you get older to getting into a car? No, not even. I mean, I I did some car stuff and. Didn't dig on it. Not that. Well, yes, the adrenaline wasn't there, but mm-hmm. to get into a car, the money that's involved mm. and the mentality of the car. Yeah. Well, like, and 90, like we, like like we talked about Deegan earlier, Deegan's got that backing, so that's why his kids are all involved. Yeah. Get, he's, he's got the money to no, do for it. Sure. You know? For sure. But, but like, like, okay, like oh, here's an example. I went and drove for Herps. Oh, okay. They got money. After you know, terrible hurts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Known known the originals since I was a baby. Yeah. It, yeah. The, the adrenaline wasn't there, but I mean, I was. That was also when I was getting the Honda deal, and the guy that was in charge of Cowie is tight with them, and and that's why he had me go that way to keep. Yeah. You know, like, okay, if I can get you into a car deal, you stay with me. You know. Oh. But. They feel entitled. Yeah. I'll be honest. And I, and that's what's sad. The car. Yeah, yeah. you got, the, you no, got no. the money because yeah. of your dad. No, right. You're not entitled. Mm. But well, there's other people involved with that, too, that have been entitled because of that, too. Exactly. And that's. I'm not going to say names, but that's, uh, they've been family, friends forever, so I know. So know. future. I mean, what, what are you doing next year? I don't know. I mean, actually, shit, this year. Yeah, and that's the the two fifty is like now, isn't it? Like yeah, April. I have too much work. Oh. So you're you're bailing two fifty, maybe. I've I've talked to some guys riding an over forty team, and I've told them like if I come down, I'll pre run on the weekends, and I'll be there Thursday night. I think he's yeah. he's he's gonna start raising a dog. Yeah. No ban- banjo 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 is out of the picture. Oh, banjo's none now. Okay. Nicole yeah. was excited about that. She was named Banjo now. And yeah? The, yeah, that was fun. It was, was going to be story. a different dog. <laughs> Maybe I can get Banjo back then. I have somebody on my team. As long as you take Banjo go, yeah. out of the campsite, we're good. 
All I know is there's so much dog hair in my car right now. Still to this day, like she's barking in the chair, like what the fuck all night. She ran all the way back here from like a mile and a half away. Nope. Oh nope. Shane's car's out front. Damn it. Brought her back. All right, Rick. You're the the questions, man. What do you got going on? What else do you have going on? Are you Shane? What else you got to tell us? What's going on in the world today? Uh, no, oh, we're not going to. If we do this, politics? this is going to be two more hours. Yes. This is going to be yeah, politics. That's a whole other uh, podcast. Dude, Russia, Russia just, yeah. just invaded Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you no. look at all the different theories as why and, like, what's going on. It, it'll make yeah. your mind Well, spin. I guess, yeah, I mean, that just brings into, a, like, a different thing. Like, man, we're talking about racing, having uh, fun. I'm not going to stay up for like two that. more hours. Like, I'll just tell you that. <laughs> no, I know, but just, like. The past, you know, what we've been talking about, racing, having fun. Man, the real world sucks right now. Like, yeah, it's just like, like everything why? that's going on. Why? Is such so, shit, so, so going to that track this last weekend was, even though my kid did what he did with this. Oh, by the way, it's not fractured, so we're good. Oh, it's not. No, yeah. it's not fractured. So he's starting to move it. We'll see what happens. Um, but going back to that, that was very, like, to get away from everything that's going on right now. Yeah, in the world, yeah, it was like no. Escape. It was the escape was like awesome. Like yeah. we didn't give a fucking shit no. what was for, going on with Ukraine days. and Russia yeah. for like yeah. three days. Yeah. We we I mean Rick was there. Shane obviously showed up two nights. Um, hey the dog, <laughs> take banjo. Ted was there one night, and and it, it was just like rewarding to me to be like. Yeah, not just work, yeah, but just the world for, for a minute. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we went up. out and messed around and took pictures. Ted took yeah. pictures of us late night, did, 11 did, did o'clock. Did you get those, I mean, by the way? Yeah, it was pretty rad. Yeah, rad. Pretty awesome. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck's going on with those yeah. pictures? It's 11 o'clock at night, and the and the skyline is like a Crystal day. clear. It's yeah. like a day. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it it's, it's something like, like like the escape is something pr- pretty real. Like, yeah, our day-to-days, I mean, all of us have different jobs and different stress levels, but you look at what's happening internationally. Yeah. Even yeah. At, well, that's the know, thing too. Our, like, our stress level is not war. Yeah. No. Can you imagine? I, I was telling Sam just a little bit earlier. Like, you know, can you imagine? Like, all of a sudden, the city that you live in, you know, they're handing like, out guns. Okay. Yeah. To people so well, just a bomb being yourself. dropped. And so, all of a sudden, yeah. giant explosion. So I have. Uh, so I have a really close personal experience with this right now. No joke. My owner of my company had a. a, 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 a the student, what they, I forget what exchange student. Exchange student. student from Ukraine. No joke. 13 years ago. And she is living, she lives right next to the airport that just got blown up today. And she is like, I'm in living in fear and trying to be the best person I can be for my kids because my kids are hearing all these shit going on, literally mm-hmm. blowing up right outside our house. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking like a mile. Like that's you know, fucking nuts. Yeah, it sucks. Here, here's what is even more shitty than I mean, that's pretty fucking shitty. But like the reasoning behind it, right? You know, and you, you gotta understand, like, okay, now that you have have all the stories about why we get into war and the the false flags, or call it the Bay of Tonka for Vietnam, all the way to whatever yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. false narrative is there to get us into war. Like, why are we doing this still? No, it's we just, should. It's like, we you should. know, like the, you the look, people in plower just moving the, the chess pieces around at, at will, you know, and, it, and the little people are paying suffer. the price. Yeah. It's yeah. sad. Yeah. And money the, here and there. Yeah. And I, money. I actually, money I, is what I actually shared a is. meme earlier today, which I thought was a perfect example is how fucked we are right now. And how As stupid the United we are. States or yeah. It showed Biden with a mask on playing checkers and Putin 
on the other side with fucking chess and saying, this is how we are. Play, we play the game now. Yeah. This is how sad we are. Yeah. It's and it, we're not that sad because we are way bigger and better than all those countries. They're, they're starting to get what they can together to be bigger than us mm-hmm. because we are already bigger than them. They have to do that to, to win. And they're not going to win. I mean, whatever. But well, they will if our government does what well, they do. Well, our current government, win. yeah, they may, they might win. But um, fucking Shane, yeah. you got to go there. Anyway. Way to put a downer yeah. on the fucking. Yeah, yeah I know. Jesus. I know. Yeah, no, we, we should wrap this up. We were talking like yeah, all we were having of, fun. And fucking yeah, we were having fun until freaking fucking Craig, Shane brings up politics. No, that was Shane. No, he said that all was happening in the world. I thought I talked about it too, so I'm Chad. I got the reason I bring it up. Like I got excited. Like in the last month. I opened my own fucking stock shit, and like I'm all into oh, it. Oh, and then crypto went shit crypto, a minute ago. But they're too. talking about like, oh, shit's crashing because we're you know, Russia's gonna invade. But like, it has. Why the fuck does that have to do with the stock market? Oh, oil wow. prices. It you has everything I mean? to do with energy like, prices. That's, that's what people fucking like. What they're hearing in the news, like. It doesn't they turn matter. the news off because the news is fucking always bad. Yeah, Ford isn't off. worth any less because fucking Russia invaded Ukraine. But I lose thirty percent in my investment because of that. The only thing that's gone to shit Don't is sell. our dollar and the fucking Don't gas. Sell. It'll come back up. No, yeah. I, I'm it not. Will. But it I'm will. Th- it's happened over and over. again. But that's what people like panic. And they're selling because that's what they're telling them because yeah. of the war. Just don't retire right now and you'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, well, I'm ready. No, just <laughs> hang <laughs> on. And then All we'll right, be in the Shane, next one. We're going to wrap this up. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, appreciate you, you coming down, dude. having dude, a conversation. Some dude, good you're stories, awesome, dude. man. You're awesome. But, uh, yeah, anyway, it's thanks for first, listening. Last. Peace out. Peace All out, right. people. Exactly.